Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Vinny, forget it. You're no longer super fan. We have our super fan on yeah. the couch. Vinny's been dethroned. Oh, sorry, Vinny. We really liked you. Well, we still like you. Don't make it all past tense. Vinny. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Amanda. And yes, we have John on the couch today, who I'm not 100% sure when he started listening to us, but he can tell you that. But he keeps up with the episodes. He, it's like he's here with us because he'll send us messages, he'll mm-hmm. comment. He's even, you know, given us links to songs or movies or whatever, things that remind him of us. So, Cooking yes, websites. he is, yeah, <laughs> he is the new super fan. <laughs> and we had decided during COVID that once we started resuming in person interviews again, obviously with social distancing in place, we are sitting far apart from each other, uh, that he would be our first guest. Unfortunately, he's the second guest and he's a little pissed about it. That. <laughs> we'll get pissed? to that. Are, he's are a little pissed that you're the second guest maybe, or you're pissed by the first bit. guest? Well, <laughs> as I like to say, see all of the above. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll, you'll, that episode hasn't come out yet. You'll see. That's okay. So, I'm uh, over it. That, that guest knows. He knows. He knows that. Uh, yeah. It, we talked we about that. that he's, he's aware. I was like, you know people roll their eyes when, they, <laughs> when, when I say your name or when anyone says your name. He knows. He knows well, what he is. John is a registered massage therapist from, I want to say St. Catharines. Mark kept saying Hamilton, but you're from St. Catharines, right? I don't know. Yeah, I get confused yeah. out that way. Win. Golden Horseshoe Way. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And we may Once or may not Once you cross that Skyway be... Bridge, I'm like, it's all the same. It's not all the same. <laughs> That's funny. That's the way I feel too. Once I hit the other side, if it, if it's past Oakville, it's Toronto. Yeah. It's and pretty much it's pretty the way it feels. I guess it makes sense. Right. That's where the traffic, like the traffic's going to hit. Like if we're coming from John's way right. and we get out, yeah, that's when the oh, traffic yeah. starts. So yeah. yeah okay. You get that little bottleneck at the, the QW and 403 and all that other shenanigans and then closer to here, you get it on the, what is it, the 401 between the 427 and the 400. Yeah, it's yep. horrible. And then once you break that, you're not too bad. Yeah. Then, then you get inside. I'm, I'm going to miss uh, the, the light traffic once this once we're fully into like phase three and stuff. This is light traffic? Yeah. This is still lighter Are than you Are you serious? Oh, yeah. yeah. I had to pack a lunch to make sure I can get home. <laughs> oh my God. I was thinking about booking a beer, Airbnb. Oh, yeah, was this, terrible. Is, this is light traffic. Speaking of packing, John came with Coronas. Uh, not for any not for any reason. It's just, you know, it's never too soon. Right. <laughs> Afternoon somewhere. And we we may or may not do an unprofessional hour today. We're going to see where things take us. We didn't really have a plan, but since he's so involved in the episodes and really likes the podcast, we decided let's have you in. Let's talk about something. So before we get into anything, can you give a little introduction? How long you've been in practice? What type of work you do? And we'll go from there. Okay. So as we know, my name's John. I've been... Uh, practicing RMT now for about three and a half years. Uh, I previous to that, I was a most recently a dealer at the casino, Fallsview, uh, for fifteen years. Nice, yeah, it was good times. That sounds like a fun job. It basically, it pretty much was. And then uh, decided I had enough of that. Uh, and then I looked at my options and I was almost looking at an exit strategy to tell you the truth. Um, it was either going to be one of two things, become a professional poker player or become a massage therapist. Now the two are even sort of linked in that respect where, um, I'd play in a regular like home game and one or two of the guys that I was playing with were massage therapists. Hmm. And I hear the one talking to the other about stuff and, and I'm like, I, I know this stuff. I can do this. I could be a massage therapist. This is easy. Then wait, do you not think it's easy anymore, or was it just the school wasn't the easy? School part, I thought oh. was this is going to be a breeze. Okay, so then uh, then I leave the casino and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? 
poker, way too stressful. I'm way too old for that crap. I'm going to go do the massage thing. And I was about this far away, displaying about a centimeter and a half mm-hmm. um, from going to Mohawk. And then for some reason, I don't know if the location thing kicked in on my phone as I was looking up schools, Trillium College in St. Catharines popped up. And I'm mm. like, 40 minute drive, eight minute drive. What am I going to do? All right, I'll take the eight minute drive. Go downtown, visit the campus. Mm. Ah, let's go. And quickly found out it's not about the building. It's about the instructors. The instructors I had were really, really good for the most oh, part. Good. Yeah. I couldn't tell by your face if you were going to tell us it was like <laughs> shit or not. And I was like, oh, are we about to like say something really bad about a school? And then yeah. we have to the put a disclaimer. Yeah. No, no, it was no, good. No. Good, good, good. Um, you know, again, it's about the instructors. It's not about the physical building. Yeah, you're right. So most of them were like really, really good. Some of them were downright amazing. Um, so it did, did that. What, what that took me 22 months all in, uh, passed my OSCE and MCQ in the first time, oh, yay boy. me. And then basically was, you know, I'm not going to brag, but I'm going to heavily recruited from the massage addict franchisee down St. Catherine's way, uh, to go work for him. Did they start recruiting you from school? Oh, absolutely. At least, but man, let's say five, six months in. Mm. So I'm not saying you're not amazing because I bet you are amazing. Do they do that to everyone or was it specific they were targeting you? <sighs> I'm sure that they put out like, "Hey, come on down, let's let's have a meeting," and then. But they're like, it was at the time there were very few guys there, mm-hmm. not so much anymore. But at the time there were very few guys there, so they're like, "Yeah, we, you know, we really want to talk to you and all this." So I'm like, "Okay, cool." So then we met up, and I'm like, "Okay." So as soon as I pass everything, I'm good to go, and I did. And then you know, bang, 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 January of the next year, uh, I or actually it was February by the time I actually got started. Yeah, so then I've been there ever since. Uh, actually, at the very beginning, I was there. And obviously, for an older guy uh, starting in this profession, let's face it, you've got a bit of work to do because everybody wants a woman. They want possibly even a younger woman to do the work on them, but they all want deep pressure. Mm. Okay. So before my- hey, what's that look for? Do you think what we can't do deep pressure? Of course you can do deep pressure. <laughs> I, like, I, felt, I felt a little attacked me, there, John. Me. No, 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 no. But let's face it, if you weigh 105 pounds soaking wet, it's going to be kind of hard than if you weigh a little bit more and you got a guy's built. And don't worry, I weigh a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so I, in, in, even when I was in school, I decided I got to be better than everybody else. So, and by better, basically client, what I call client services, you got to be, you got to do better than, the, than anyone else. So, you got to make sure you do your Remix. You got to make sure you give them water back in the day when we could give them water mm. and, you know, do that sort of stuff. So, I started off in St. Catharines. I uh, decided I need to basically get more reps and I need to see more people. So, I talked to the boss and said, hey, I hear you got an opening in your Stony Creek location. Can I work there one day a week? He goes, can I work there two days a week? And I said, well, it's going to be kind of tough to work in both places at the same time on Wednesday. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. Tuesday, Wednesday in Stony Creek, you do the rest of the week in St. Catharines. I said, cool. I will do that. Then I'm like, oh, I still need to get more reps in. Then a uh, physiotherapy clinic opened up up the road. Uh, the young lady was a physiotherapist at a different clinic, opened up her own, was looking for a massage therapist. So then I started there as well. So I would do mornings there later in the day in uh, Stony Creek and or St. Catharines. And that was basically six. And then some days were seven, some weeks were seven days a week. How many clients do you typically see in a day? <sighs> now I schedule, I have room for 34. 34 in a week. Okay. It's also over six days. 
So my days are shorter and I make sure I break up my day so I don't burn out because to do like 10 in a day is just whack as far as I'm concerned. Like you can't do it, not for any length of time, right? So I do through the week, I'll do six. So I'll do three, take a lunch, then do another three. Weekends, I'll do five. Again, there's a break in there. Um, so schedule 34. If I get 30, I'm really happy. If I get yeah. more than 30, I'm even more ecstatic, right? 30 was like my- Sweet spot. Yeah. When I first started out, yeah. I was the same way. I think I had room for something like 36, 37 sure. based on my hours. Right. But I was always like, if I hit 30 clients in a week, yep. I'm good. I'm happy. Yep. And there was a long period of time where I always had 26, 26, 26. And I might've even mentioned this on another episode where I then convinced myself that I see 26 people a week. Right. And then I started noticing this pattern continued until right. I realized I'm doing this to myself. Like if I know I want 30, how fucking hard is it going to be for me to get four extra clients? Of course I can. Right. But I realized I stopped trying because I just got into this comfort of like, yeah, I see 26 people a week. And once I fixed my own mindset, right. then I went back to 30. 30 was such a perfect number. But I also have to realize too, people say, oh, you know, I got, you know, 30 appointments in a week. I said, okay, cool. Out of the 30, how many actually show up? Maybe 28, maybe 27. So now you're actually down 10% from what you want to do. Mm. So if I book 34 or have 34 spots and 30 come in, I'm happy, happy. Beautiful. But if I had, had 30 and only 27, 26 show up, now we got a little, you know, uh, Johnny needs to do a couple more, you know, so. When you're working at the casino, can you see when someone just shouldn't be there? Do you, oh. ever, do you ever sit on the other side of the table? You're like, dude, just go home or go, or go to a fucking meeting. Absolutely. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I mean, pick your meeting. AA, Gamblers Anonymous, any other anonymous. How, how many of those people do you think you see in a day? Majority? At a place I mean, like Fullsview? Regulars? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to remember, I was there I was there full time. So, there, you know, that's a different full time. That's five days a week, right? But, you know, it got to a point where it just you could recognize 80% of the people in there. Ooh. I used to deal craps. So I don't know how familiar are with dice games. Uh, I don't gamble, so I don't we, know. We have been to a casino in our entire 12-year relationship. We've been to a casino together once. technically twice. Huh. Our work once hosted a function at a casino, okay. but you got so shit-faced, you ended up just sitting in the corner the whole night. I think I got lost nice. in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't make my way back in. <laughs> but we went to Fallsview for right. our fifth wedding anniversary, okay. so that was we just got, over three years ago. in the hotel We room. got remarried yes. in the hotel, and we went to the casino that night. I was when they had the chapel downstairs. No, we no, found some dude. We found, we found some, some guy that some well, crazy dude in Niagara Falls, and that's really? why we ended up going to Niagara Falls. Yeah. He's, he's like, yeah, uh, we can do it anywhere you want. You want to find a park to do it in, or I can just come to your hotel room and do it. <laughs> and I was like, that's even better. So we she were, was pregnant we were in too, the embassy so it looks suites. really funny. Yeah, I was, I was enormous too because right? I think so. Our daughter was born in June, and this was in May. I was huge, right? And uh, we were staying at the embassy suites overlooking okay. the falls. Yep. So we had this guy, this minister, whomever he was. Right. Him and his wife came to our hotel room. He performed the ceremony. She took pictures on my phone. They're horrible photos. <laughs> <laughs> but she took pictures on my phone and then we went to a steakhouse for dinner that night. Okay. And then we went to Fallsview. Sure. And so it was funny because our bill for dinner was something like three hundred and fifty dollars with a voucher. Like we it was probably four fifty and then we had we had a one hundred dollar voucher because we were in the hotel. Right. So we pay $350 for this dinner, which right. remember, I was pregnant. So there wasn't even alcohol involved in that. It was just a ridiculous well, sure expensive place. Yeah. Then. You can you can figure that out. Yep. So we finish dinner. We go to the casino. Right. We're not gamblers. We don't go to casinos. <laughs> right. So I no, said to him, so... why don't we just go play some slots? Like that right. seems fun, right? So we go play the slots. Within the first 20 minutes of being there, I guess this is what they mean by beginner's luck. 
I had paid for our dinner. Nice. But then we do and everybody else does. We're like, well, fuck, we walked in with $20. You know, we just won like 400 bucks. Let's just keep playing. Yeah, we lost everything. But I mean, essentially, we lost nothing because yeah, we right. were up 400. We spent the whole 400 on slots sure. and lost it all. Right. But yep. I can't, I can't, I don't know. Something about gambling just doesn't do it for smart me. Way, smart way. Smart way. Yeah, don't, don't get hooked on gambling, kids, whatever you do. Um, <laughs> no, but you're talking about regulars and, and whatnot and, yeah. and chronics. Friday nights, I would I would deal craps pretty much Friday, Saturday, uh, Sunday, Monday off, and then Tuesday through Thursday, whatever they needed, probably roulette, right? Uh, maybe some blackjack or some other little card game, yeah. but the weekends, craps crew. And that's with the dice, you know, 7-Eleven and all this other stuff. Yeah. I could get there. So you got eight players per side, three dealers, box person, and you know, supervisor type thing. And I could get to the table and I could say hi and mention everyone's name oh, wow. by name, all 16 people. Ooh. Right? Yeah. So. Does anyone anyone ever make it make make big money off of that? They can. Yeah. Do they keep it though? But you've seen the big money go up? Oh, geez, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like there was a story. I can't remember what the guy's name is. He's an artist out in uh, out in Las Vegas. John Cho, something Cho. I can't remember. David, David, Cho, David Cho. Yes. That is I was yes, just David on his Cho. Page Do you know morning. the story about David Cho? I don't know that story. David Cho, he, he, he made all of his money gambling. He used to just go to Vegas and gamble and make millions of dollars mm. going week after week after week. At least this is the story I've heard, right? And uh, he's an artist. And so he's a gambling guy. He's the kind of guy that gambles on. Are we talking about the same guy? He's the kind of guy that gambles on like what color Gatorade is going to be dumped on the coach at Super Bowl. Like he gambles on everything. And this is when Mark Zuckerberg started his office in face, Facebook in California. And they wanted a mural. And they contacted him to put a mural on same the wall. Guy. Same guy, right? Yep. Yep. And they're like, okay, well, we can either pay you 60 grand to do this mural or you can have stock in this company that we're working on, Facebook. And he's a gambling guy. He's like, I'll take the stock. I'll gamble on that. Can you fucking Best believe it? Best decision eh? <laughs> of his yeah, life. At least that's the story I've heard. <laughs> no, that's I, I'm not. I wasn't sure about the gambling part. That's why I was sort of skeptical. But yeah, no, the rest of that. Oh yeah, hundred percent confirmed. Yep, hooked up with Zuckerberg. Paint this. We'll give you stock. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's rolling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, old Judd's a millionaire, and he's off to Beverly Hills. Right. That's awesome. We used to watch um, like Game Show Network. Okay. Was that what it was, was it called? The Game Show Network. Yeah, they still yeah. Still on. yeah. So we used to watch that, and there were certain shows that. We're literally not about skill at all. It was 100% chance. Sure. And we would watch them and get to a point where the stakes were either like, you know, you either move forward and you risk almost everything. Right. You know, when someone's at this point maybe going home with like quarter of a million dollars, right? So it's either you keep going or you can stop right here and take the quarter mil. Anytime we'd watch a show like that, Mark would pause it and look at me. He's like, what would you do? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I was in that situation, what Steve I would Miller. do. Miller. That's what I would do. Take the money around. I know what you would do. <laughs> there is a part of me, as much as I'm not a gambler, I don't go to casinos, there is a part of me that I sometimes just get a feeling like I'm feeling lucky. I feel like I would go for it, lose everything, and then he would murder me. I wouldn't murder you. It'd be, it'd be fun to just do, but yeah, it's like those whatever game that is where, where they drop a ball down. That's I think what that's I'm what talking, we're talking about. about. One of those ball or something. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah like there's it, like no fucking there's skill no involved skill in it. required. No, <laughs> it's really like you know wherever it lands, you can get that much money right? if you. I don't even remember what it is. I think you do have to answer a question. Oh, it's you have to answer the question the way you think your partner answered it or something. something. Well, so I guess there's a little bit of skill. But then isn't it also that if you get the question right, you get more balls or something like that? I don't know. It's very confusing. If you're you're a dummy, you get one ball. But if you get them all right, you get like six because you see them cascading. If you've ever seen Friends, I feel like it's like bamboozled. Bamboozled. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Joe, Joey was uh, auditioning to be a game show host on this thing called Get Bamboozled. And uh, they had this weird kind of script on the show. There's all these weird parts to the game. And so he's practicing doing this stuff with his friends. And then by the time he shows up to the audition, they're like, uh, we're not doing any of that. It's actually just going to be a straight trivia show now. <laughs> but it was actually nice. pretty funny. It's like even people that play the lottery. If you ever watch that show... Um, how the lottery changed my life to me it's hilarious because it's people that should have never been playing the lottery in the fucking right. first place right it's everyone that's poor as shit they can't afford what they're doing and they, they 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 get rich off the lottery then they blow it all because they've just never had money and they don't know how to handle it but yeah i don't know about the casino thing i don't know how you did that man like i think i would i'm not an empathetic guy at all but i think in those times when i'm seeing someone i'm like you're a troubled soul dude i don't know if i would be able to hold it together now that 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 part you get really cold too i guess yeah. really quickly you know and then you'd see the young kids and oh I got my tuition money, but I got to gamble it for books. I'm like, you're coming to a casino to make money? Big mistake because you're going to send an email to mom and dad needing more money. Sure enough. Or get the the famous last lines, just 50 more bucks. Just 50 more. Okay. I need 100 now. I need 200. I need to go to the bank machine. I was like. Dude, really? You're never. You were never a gambling guy, but in never. the days where you used to drink, just now, as he was saying, go to the ATM, just a hundred more bucks, just two hundred more bucks. Mark would suddenly become this um, different person after, he, not not in a bad way necessarily. After he had had a it few drinks, it, yeah, it does sound bad, but I'll explain. <laughs> after he had had a few drinks, he would suddenly think that he was a super high roller and start buying drinks for everybody at the bar. <laughs> oh yeah, and so he'd hit up the ATM and go take out three. So it got to a point where I had to stand behind him at the ATM and like, you do not take anything more than a hundred dollars. <laughs> you stop, stop it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'd go pull out like three, four hundred bucks, and he's like, "Shots on me!" I'm like, "No, no, there's, no, there's no." There's many a Friday night we did that because, like, I. I I would I don't mind doing that like that's okay with me I don't mind spending my money and blowing my money that way but I've always said the gambling thing I can't, I can't do that I can't go somewhere and just like knowingly just go here you go here you go casino here's here's your here's your here's my money my yeah. gambling now consists of buying um what is it lotto max tickets when it's over 35 million and 649 Again, same dollar amount range. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. I buy them too often. I don't even know how to play the lottery. I feel stupid. I when just, she says, I've sent go, him for tickets before. Ticket? I'm like, <laughs> okay, but what do I tell the person behind the counter? Like, I, I don't even know how to ask for a lottery ticket. It's funny that you have those rules. I have rules as well. I right. don't play the lottery regularly, nope. but I once had a dream. It was probably... I don't know, nine years ago, and I had a dream that I won $17 million. So anytime there's a jackpot for $17 million, I buy a ticket because I'm go. like, I had a dream that I won $17 million. So somehow that makes me want to buy a ticket. All right. Well, this question normally comes last, but you win the lottery. Are you walking away from this job? Are you saying, screw you, massage addict, <sighs> and your cannabis? <laughs> and your cannabis, right. <laughs> or, or better yet, how do I get on this cannabis action? <laughs> yeah, I got $17 million. I would probably with that kind of money i would probably I, I think about this all the time because you you used to ask this question all the time but now you don't ask it that much anymore we haven't done it but i'm professional on a bit i think that's we, asked, Jess- we asked jessica did you yeah, yeah. we did huh. yeah and oh, i think our last one. guest he he he's a listener he brought it up he's like you guys always asked a lottery question that's true yeah, dried in yeah. he he brought it up i keep Oh, you did ask him? He asked. He, 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 he asked. He answered asked. it. He asked himself. <laughs> oh, he asked himself. What would I do if I won the lottery? Yeah. Um, I keep thinking, I'm like, ever since I saw the UFC's Performance Institute in Las Vegas, I'm like, I want to do something like that. I want to build a facility and it's going to have massage therapists and physiotherapists and hot tubs, cold tubs, hot sauna, dry sauna, wet sauna, yeah, yeah, yeah. avocado flavor sauna, whatever. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and it's going to be dietitians and you can get really good food and all that stuff. 
I don't know how much it costs, but if it comes under <laughs> 17 mil, we're in. So, but then I'm like, ah, Toronto, is Toronto a big enough market though? But you build quality, you build it, they will come. Yeah. I think anyway. A little Kevin Costner. Sure. Why not? Yeah, right? sure. Well, that's similar to my answer that you've heard then. Like, I don't know that I would necessarily walk away. I would still continue doing what we do. I'd probably work less myself, but I'd want to have this beautiful clinic with a classroom for Con Ed courses, with this beautiful recording studio. Like, I would want to do everything I'm doing, right. but just really in style and me personally have to work less, you know, like sure. hire awesome therapists that I can refer my clients to or, you know, bring people in. But, you know, I might not be treating as much or at all, but I want to be in the industry somehow. Just yeah. puppet master. It's a cool, it's a cool industry. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> See, you, he is a super fan. He recognizes <laughs> that you are the puppet master. <laughs> So let's talk about you a little okay, more, John. Yeah, sure. So yeah, you worked in the casino. Right. You enjoyed it. But yep. what what was it that made you realize, like, I need to get out of this. Like, I need to do something else. Honestly, was there a turning point or yep. had it been building? It was the clothes nope. you had yeah. to wear every day. That, that part really even didn't bother me. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, they were kind of nastyish material, but yeah. <laughs> um, now, they had this thing, what you call game protection. So you had to make sure that players weren't cheating and whatnot, right? So- Okay, so then they give you all these courses. You tell you what to look out for and whatnot. And I'm following everybody by the rules and this and that. And after a while, I just noticed, like, to me, it seemed like it just didn't matter. And I made sure I followed things to a T. And I caught this guy basically cheating straight up. And tell the tell the immediate supervisor, this guy, no. Uh-uh. And he's like, pay him. I'm like, are you serious? I start to lose my shit just a little bit. How do you cheat at craps or was it not at craps? Oh no, it was at craps. So what this guy was doing, he put a, he threw a bet down on the table and it was sort of really ambiguous the way he did it. And, I'm, and I pointed to it to make sure I was on camera. I said, what's that? And he tells me, I'm like, cool, bet. Dice roll. He loses. I scoop it up. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, you said this was this. It lost. But it was sitting here. I'm like, you called it. I booked it. It's this. You lost. He's, but it was sitting there, and where it was sitting, he would have won. Mm -hmm. Okay, so again, I confer with the, the immediate supervisor, get a bit upset, pay him anyway, and I'm still I'm starting to steam pretty good now. So then his supervisor comes by and says, "What's going on?" And then I'm starting to get a little more heated. He's like, "Okay, go on break." So I go on break. I talked to his boss, get steamed at him. Now we're up to the pit manager. Mm -hmm. Went from the pit manager to the shift manager, and lose my shit on him. Mm -hmm. I, I'm well, maybe this far away from getting fired at this point. And I'm like, this is such bullshit. You teach us all this crap about game protection. And then you let this guy get away with it. And he's like, listen, he's small potatoes, blah, blah, blah. You know, just let it go and all this stuff. I'm like, take your game and stick it. Mm. I said, I don't want to deal this game ever again. And which is maybe not the most rational decision at the time because that was my favorite game to deal just because you got to move as opposed to being stuck, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, shoulder injuries galore. They're like, okay, we'll give you, we'll give you two weeks off of the game, no problem. Okay, I'll do that. I check the schedule. Three days later, I'm back on the game. Mm. I'm just like, you guys are kidding me. And then that's that started the ball rolling. And then shortly thereafter, that I'm like, I'm out. Why do you care? Marco was asked yeah, RMTs, why do you care? That's, why did you care if if the supervisor, the super, the pit manager, everyone's saying, right? just pay the fucking guy, get him right? out of our face. Why did you care so much that he was cheating? And I normally say this with like TTC drivers. I'm like, if someone doesn't pay the full fucking fare, that's not my bus. What do I fucking care? I don't own the place. I just drive the bus. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't my casino either. But yeah. I'm still like, I like to take ownership and stuff maybe. I guess. I don't know. But I'm like, it's like, you're cheating my house. 
this is where I work. Like, piss off. I got to play by the rules. You got to play by the rules too. I get it. And on top of that, you're like, like, my workplaces make me fucking take these courses and take all these webinars and sit into sessions about- Well, exactly. If you're you're supposed to be calling out people who are being dishonest and then you do it and everybody that you work for is saying, ah, who cares? Why do you want to work for them then? Why am I taking my job seriously if right? you're not backing me up? Exactly. I would have been pissed, but See, I just I wanted if, to know why, did, I, why I don't did you think, care? I don't think in those moments I would have been like, uh, I'm out of here. I think I would have been in those moments like, fuck it, then I don't care. Then I would just turn to I the don't I tried that care. and it just didn't work. Yeah. And then again, you're, you're looking at it and you're like, you know, there's got to be a different thing I can do. Like I said, then I played a fair bit of poker back in the day too, and I was pretty good at it and made some money. And I'm like, okay, do I do this? Do I do this? Is this more stress, less stress? Maybe move to the States and Vegas and yeah. stay here. Play you know, online. The other thing though too, I remember having a conversation with a friend. She doesn't love her job. Right. She's comfortable at her job. She right. stays at this job because she's been there over a what decade. She, um, she works in education. She <laughs> you know who she is. She works in education. In she doesn't love her job, but it's comfortable. It oh, okay. pays her bills. And, you know, she gets along with the people she works with. And because she's been there so long, they kind of give her a little bit of leeway. You know, right. she's got somewhat of flexibility in her hours. So I get why she stays. Mm-hmm. But every so often she's like, I can't fucking take it. I hate this, blah, 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 blah. And one day her and I were having a conversation and I guess I said some shitty things about her place of employment. Right. And she got offended. And I was like, hold on a second. You always tell me how much you don't like this place, you know, how they, you know, you don't necessarily like the people you work for. Like, why are you upset? And after we had this conversation, I called her after and I said, you know what? I should apologize. I was wrong because I think if a person doesn't take their job seriously, they shouldn't be there. If you're not going to actually do your job the way it's supposed to be done, if you're not going to take some pride in what you do, then why the fuck are you doing it? Get another job that you actually believe in what's happening because it can't be fun to go to a place of work. Like if you were a bus driver and you were just letting every, how is that fun if you don't give a shit? I feel like you have to care a little bit for it to be fulfilling. I guess that's the only word I, I can know. think I talk of right a lot now. Of shit. I've never had a job that I didn't really like. So what do well, I Well, exactly. I feel like you have to take some pride in what you do. So I feel like if I was working in a casino and I saw people cheating, I'd be like, what the fuck, man? And I would get upset. But I don't like confrontation, so I wouldn't work there in the first place. Right. Yeah. <laughs> See, but it's, it's also carried, that same ownership mentality is carried on to the massage addict as well. Because, you know, I've owned businesses and what crap before. And then now, you know, in this place, and I obviously don't own it, but I'm like, hey, do you think maybe we should do this? Do you think we should do that? Do you think this therapist needs to pull up their bootstraps? Because they're coming in late, leaving early, cutting short therapist treatments. They're not that great because they don't care. Mm. And then, you know, and then I'd maybe pipe up to that therapist themselves and say, hey, you know, like, need a watch? What? You got a clock in the room. What's the problem? (laughs) Right? And then they're like, ah, and you know, and then the same thing. If it's sunny and eighty-five outside, oh, I'm not coming into work today. Mm. Oh, I got the sunshine flu, huh? Mm. Got it. So you like me, you appreciate people that actually do their job. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. then you know, those are the ones that I like gravitate to. And so like you know, and then I'll you know chum up to them. You know, how's it going? You know, and then I'll bounce ideas off them and whatnot. Try to get feedback on you know just treatment stuff and whatnot. And you know, so. I, I find it works better that way. And, you know, you get rid of the people that don't 
and everything runs really smoothly then. Mm. Don't offend the front desk. If you offend the front desk, you offended me and you don't want to do that. I don't know how people don't know. That's got to be like rule number one. Right? How? Yeah. yeah you be the fucking, fucking nice to the people. Exactly. The right? yeah. They I, will fill you in. Oh, yeah. I right? always made friends with whatever, any place Even I have you ever like worked front at. Desk people? You know what? I've actually never had a front desk. Oh, no, that's a lie. There was one person <laughs> that we probably wouldn't have been friends outside of work. Yeah. But at work, I was always friendly with her. I always said good morning. I even knew how she took her coffee. So if I was coming in, I might bring her a coffee. Like, just be nice to the people that are there to support you and help you because mm-hmm. you know what? If you're not nice to them, they don't have to fucking help you. Right? Yeah. That's so what I try to I tell yeah, these guys. Be nice to the front you know, desk. Even, staff. even the guys that are like, quote unquote, better therapists, I'm like, so. I see you'd like to take a long time to do your notes after your last client. Yeah, I want to make sure they're thorough. You want to maybe A, do them after each client and then B, speed it up a bit because front desk hates to stick around longer than they have to. Mm. Really? Yeah. And if you want to get some decent bookings, you might want to be on their side. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So that's good they, advice. <laughs> they finally come around and they're doing it a lot better. So, and you can tell he's a lot happier too. So, which is good. Is your work different at the physio clinic than at massage? Artist? I'm not at the physio anymore. I haven't been there for about two years. When and you were there? When you were there? Because uh, I've never when, when I was there. Chain. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Because at the physio clinic, it seemed like it was all MVAs and a little bit of WSIB stuff. Right. Whereas at the massage artist, it's, it's a nice mix, which is what I like. Mm-hmm. Because uh, clients come in, they want, oh, I just want to relax. So, cool. Let's go. And then you start digging around a little bit and my relax might be just a little bit deeper than the average relax. And they're like, ah, what is that? And I'm like, oh no, you tell me, mm. right? And then you can dig around a little bit and sort of, you know, get things going on the right direction. I don't like saying fix people because we don't fix anything. Right. We just get things going in the right direction. And, you know, they appreciate that because then the next time they come in, they're like, ah, oh, I did some gardening, my back, my back. And I'm like, okay, cool. Tell me what happened, what's happening, what's going on and whatnot. And then I can treat them that way. Then the next time they come in, ah, oh, I just want to relax again. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, I'm or, so torn by chains. Like, I don't know what to think of them. Some people have the greatest things to say about them and some people have the worst things to say about them. Like, I really never know. Like, you make it sound like it's like rainbows and cupcakes. But right? you know and, what, too, though, it's, you know, personally, I do think it's possibly rainbow and cupcakes, but there's, it all depends on the the, the chain because I've heard some chains are rather horrendous because they make you upsell everything all the time. Mm. And then other chains, you know, like I got, you know, in a good situation. So I'm very happy where I am. And I'm not just sucking up to the boss either. It's true. Um, they, <laughs> he doesn't listen. So it's okay. <laughs> he might. I don't know. Um, there's even, there's other owners yeah. that I'm like, I wouldn't work there if they, you know, they'd have to triple my salary. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Chains are not the devil. Um, obviously, there's going to be places that are not run well. We talked about this when we had someone who worked for Massage Addict. Mm-hmm. She had a good experience and a bad experience, and it all dependent was dependent on the franchise owner. Right. So if you've got great owners, which I mean, again, not sucking up, but it sounds like you do. You yeah. you know they listen to your opinions, they listen to your input, they respect you. A chain, I think, could be rainbows and cupcakes, depending on the type of therapist you are. If you're the type of person that wants to sort of just have this freedom, have your schedule filled, they do the marketing, they do all of that, and you just get to come in and work with your clients. And again, if you're somebody who really takes pride in what you do, then you're going to rebook the same people. And it's just the same as having a private practice if you're continuously getting your people back. I think when people think of chains, they think like, oh, you can't do treatment plans because you get it. No, 
if you're a great therapist and you tell this person, this is the treatment plan, this is when I want to see you again, blah, blah, blah. Yes, it's the front desk, desk staff rebooking them. But if they're told, come back next Thursday, well, then they'll go come back next Thursday. They'll book with John and look, you've got a nice little practice of people that like you and like your style and I don't see it as any different than working in any other setting. Yeah, that's true because our last guest that also works at Massage Act, he was saying that he doesn't, he doesn't, he does a lot of stuff clothed and he does a lot of movement stuff and everything else. Like, in do other what words, you want to do. In other words, stuff that I wouldn't necessarily expect from, from a chain like Massage Addict. And I, I was going to ask him and I didn't get a chance to because we started rapping about some other stuff. If his clinic cares that he doesn't do stuff that would be kind of conventional massage therapy, it, but, but I never got to ask we him. We got that. a couple of guys like that too. They, they do like a lot of, um, fascial release stuff yeah. and clothes stuff and over top of the sheets and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, so how busy are you? Oh, I had a half day today. Mm. I had nobody tomorrow. So if you're going to do stuff like that, you really got to invest the time to build up the clientele. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Whereas yeah. you, if you come in like I did, you start off because out of school, all you know is a Swedish relaxation massage. And then you start to bulk up on all the other, you know, extras, modalities and whatnot. You learn hot stone. You learn, uh, I was the first guy to do a warm bamboo in, down here. Mm. Uh, you do the cupping. You do the scraping. You do the taping. So you have all these extra things. People Then people will ask you, oh, I see all your stuff there. You do all that? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then you start to talk about it. Oh, maybe I'll try cupping next time. Or maybe I'll, you know, do this, that, or the other thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. I can handle all that for you. No problem. Yeah, environment definitely makes a difference. So if you're going to be somebody like our past, our last guest, as you said, who does more movement type of therapy, there are so many clients that would be into that and that would want to do that. But are they necessarily the clients that are going to massage addicts? And I think that's why you thought like, you know, can you really have that kind of freedom at a change? Yeah. You can, but I agree with John. You got to build up your clientele a little bit and make people understand what your motives are. What's the end goal? How are you helping them? Right. Because if somebody books an appointment at Massage Addict, what are they expecting? They're expecting a Swedish massage. Right. Because that's, you know, even if you look at the imaging, the branding, that's what Massage Addict is, right? But you go there, you meet this therapist. If they're good at communicating, this is what I do, you know, let's try this, and the clients are open to it, great, you can be really successful. But if you want to do something like that, and we gave this advice to our last guest as well, maybe you need to look at branching out and not working for a place that is really more well known for traditional massage. You know, right. go work with other movement type therapists that do what you do and that you're going to get the clients because that's what they're expecting. Right. Yeah, I, I think some, you know, when you're doing stuff like that with the movement stuff and the clothes stuff, and I think something like that probably may be more suited to a, a physiotherapy performance type clinic, you know? That that's just my opinion. I mean, what the heck do I know, right? You know, just as much as me, which is <laughs> nothing. <laughs> sorry, and, and sorry, you know and, more than me. You know and, more and than me. <laughs> joint mobility. I love the joint mobility stuff because that that I find really helps a yeah. lot too. No, oh, and Mark's teaching a joint mobilization course this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I love as soon that as he course. does, we get to go back to live stuff. I'm going to definitely sign up for that. I, right that's on, on the right docket. On. Right on. So I took a, what was it, a James Waslowski course? How'd you like it? I liked it, actually. It was funny because I had seen some of the stuff that he had done and written, and I'm just like, ugh, this guy, ugh, pain, pains my my head almost as much as thing we talked about earlier. <laughs> and <laughs> I got to the course. It was sponsored by Massage Art, so it didn't cost me anything, and it was on my day off, so it was great. So then I get there, and I'm just like, 
let's see what this guy says. Mm-hmm. Within the first four minutes, I was a disciple. I'm just like, oh, this guy's What happened within the first four best. minutes? I don't know. Just the way he talked and just, it was weird. I'm just like, this guy's the best. I need to follow him to Texas and take a week-long course down there. <laughs> oh, this is so good. And then, I, then I'm talking to one of the other therapists that, that I work with. And he's like, yeah, I've taken two courses from already. I'm like, why don't you tell me these things? Mm. <laughs> he doesn't work there, unfortunately, anymore. He went off on his own. But still, I'm just like, oh, I need to know more about this guy. He's the best. He's interesting. He is good. Yeah. I like him. He's got a really, really good approach to things. And whereas I find like a lot of these um, guys that run courses, especially they're from the States, I'm just giving the old side eye sometimes because I look at their videos. And I'm like, I don't think we can do that in Ontario. Mm. So interesting, yeah. We hung out with him. We hung out with him a little bit at the at the Canadian Massage. I remember, but I barely remember. I was gonna say I remember, but I had no children that weekend. And as uh, the other John that was on our podcast, who we hung out with that weekend, so eloquently put it, I had many more than seven glasses of wine. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't exactly remember my meeting James. And James, if you know for some strange reason you ever do hear this, I apologize. I don't remember meeting you, and I'm sure it was. Great. <laughs> he was a, he was a speaker like many years in a row, and then the last year, last March, I was going to say, uh, massage artist grabbed him and said, "Can you do a one day seminar for our people?" Yeah. And you know, they basically told us on the Saturday, if not the Sunday, and said, "The, the course is on Monday. Sign up right now." I like that they do they do some pretty good stuff like that with continuing education. They do. Yeah. They do. They like, really do. They approached us. This is when there was a massage therapy expo in Vaughn. I think that only happened for three years. Did it even happen that many years? Yeah, that was only three. That we they were did there. That. Yeah, we, we were there. Were there. We had a booth three years in a row, and they approached us in year one, <laughs> but they wanted us to offer a course that neither one of us felt massage good about. addict did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we had a we had a booth, and then we were also presenting at the the Canadian. What is it called? Massage Therapy Expo. Massage Therapy Expo. And so Massage Addict also had a booth near us. And then they approached us about, I can't remember, was it Reflexology at hot the time? Stone hot at the Stone at the time. Yeah. And we don't have a Hot Stone course. But I thought that was pretty pretty cool, a cool solid thing that they were doing, like offering yeah, people continuous education. Because the, the one year they did a cupping course. Yeah. And then the next year they did, like I said, this uh, uh, movement thing with James Wozlowski. And I don't remember the first year if they did anything at all, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Good I'm sure they did, did but yeah. You it's know. like uh it's like Lifemark. I think Lifemark and PT Health, they offer they offer their they offer their therapists like a thousand bucks each person for a continuing ed. Mm. It's pretty good. And you didn't you work at a place like that too? They 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 paid for a portion of continuing the ed. The place stuff? that I worked, uh, she had a contest. We had a monthly meeting, and at every monthly meeting, if you were smart enough to remember your business card, it went into a draw for I think it was each month she gave away like a hundred or two hundred bucks. Like it wasn't it wasn't huge, but I ended up winning like five times. Nice. So because I never showed up to that meeting without a card. Yeah. So I ended up winning like five times. I banked it all together. And then in 2016 I wanted to go to the Swiss conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um for I can't remember what the letters stand for now, motherfucker. But it's mostly fitness people. It was a lot of uh, fitness. Like strength, weight training. Strength, weight training. Yeah, something like that. But anyway, I wanted to go to this conference. That's actually a pretty good conference. And it was about 500 bucks. Right. I'm like, oh, okay then. I can go. I was newly pregnant and felt nauseous the entire day, so I didn't get to enjoy it as much as I wanted to, but it was good. Cool. Can we can we ask him some unprofessional hour questions of since course. he knows them? And I feel like we could probably get some stories from you. Sure. So the first one, always the most basic. In the three, three and a half years that you've been in practice, 
What is the weirdest thing that sticks out in your head that's happened to you in clinic? Weirdest. I got two that are tied for first. I want to hear them both. Of course. (laughs) Um, So first dude, uh, older German type gentleman, uh, comes in, he's a walk-in. And again, this was near near my beginning. So I spent just a lot of time just literally hanging out between clients just to see if I could book a walk-in kind of thing, right? Yeah. So he's looking for a massage. Okay, cool. So yeah, you really you want a proper massage. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, good. So yeah, I would say like come back in an hour and whatnot, and I'll, you know, be ready for you because I was just going in taking in another client. So he comes in. So we we he start chatting him up and he says he's involved in some some big project in the city and uh, they're going to have a whole like a senior's residence with a spa and whatnot. And he goes, you can be in charge of the spa. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> Don't call he's me. He's offering you a job okay, before yeah, he's even yeah, on the yeah, table. Right? You know, I, I got nothing, <laughs> on, right? So, okay, fine. So, I'm like, okay, so you had massages before? Yep. Mistake number one, right? <laughs> so, then I said, okay, cool. So, get yourself on the table, face down and uh, away we go. Right, leave the room, knock on the door, come back. He's lying on the table, face up, hands behind his head, <laughs> banana hammock only. Ooh. And this guy's maybe 15 years older than me. And I'm like, okay, too much information. You need to get <laughs> underneath the blankets and face down. Oh, what, what color was his banana hammock? Oh, red. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> really? It was either going to be red or yellow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Flaming red. So okay. So we got got him all organized and he's all, you know, happy with his treatment and whatnot. So okay. Next one. Young lady comes in and she's just newly pregnant. I mean, what's what's the minimum number of weeks that you can come in and, and know that you're pregnant? Four or five, I don't know. Whatever that number is. I mean, really, usually by the time people find out they're pregnant, they're between four and six weeks. Yeah, right. Yeah. So she's about that much pregnant. So I said, okay, well, you know, I could, I'm looking sizing her up, and I'm like, okay, you're not showing anything. So are you going to be okay face down? Yep, no problem. Okay, and again, make the dumb mistake of just saying, get on the table, <laughs> face down, and you know, <laughs> all right. So come back in the room, knock you. you okay, good. Not underneath the sheets, on top of the sheets. <laughs> bong. Only, I'm like. Okay, uh, you need to get underneath the blanket. Wrong word. Should have said top sheet and blanket. <laughs> Gets herself, she's underneath the blanket. So I'm like, first I know, I come back in the room. Okay, she's covered up. Good. But I can see her feet. All right, I pull the blanket down. I'm like, what's, why am I seeing so much of her back? So then I get up closer to the shoulders, pull the sheet up, more leg. I'm like, what <laughs> this is This is like on? a just for laughs thing. Like, <laughs> right? I pull it one way, this part comes out. I pull right? it the other way, this part comes out. <laughs> so then I realize that- She's not underneath the top sheet of the blanket. She's just underneath the blanket, and she spun it around the wide way. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. This is amazing. <sighs> okay. We have plenty of extra blankets. I'm just going to run with this and spin the blanket around, tuck her in, do the do my work, and just clean up the joint after after it's all done. And just like, <laughs> seriously, woman? Oh, the, and then everybody else is tied, tied for third because they're like, Okay, so you've had a massage before, so I'll just get yourself on the table and like, okay, so what do you want me to take off? I said, you just had a massage like two weeks ago. What did you do there for crying out loud? Did you forget all right? <laughs> oh, so now, I, without fail, get undressed, bra optional, better for you, same for me, I don't care. Face down, face in the hole. This is for your ankles so your feet dangle off the end because I have a bolster. Yeah. Underneath the top sheets, 
because we don't have you blankets You can't see anymore. that he's gesturing, but you know why I am like, I'm, I'm bursting over here because you said this was right in the beginning, right? Right. Yes. So even to this day, I think it's like so ingrained in me. I don't even realize I'm doing it, but I, when I'm leaving the room right. and I stand up, because usually I, you know, we'll sit across the room from each other. I sit at my place and I'm, you know, doing the intake and whatever. Right. And if we have to do an assessment, we do the assessment. And then just before I leave, so I'm standing up now I'm beside the table, I always grab the top sheet mm-hmm. and blanket together. I literally go like what you just right. did, like shake it up and down. Yeah. And I'm like, get underneath the top sheet and blanket, you know, disrobe to your comfort level. And I right. always say, you know, how you said bra optional, blah, blah, blah. I would say disrobe to your level of comfort. It's easiest for me if I have direct access to your skin, but I can work however you're comfortable. Right. You know, right. so leave on what you want, take off what you want. Right. Underneath the top sheet and blanket. Like you have to be so specific because every Every therapist that is listening or will be listening to this has had that experience where they walk in and somebody's just sitting butt ass naked on their table, not under anything. How many people do you know would leave them like that? Like how many how many therapists, dude therapists that uh, had prego in the thong just ass out on the table would have been like, okay, I guess I'm just doing this. This is what you wanted. I hope the answer was zero. <laughs> Really? Because I think I know people that would have just gone with me. Really? Just in general. I mean, not because it's a, it's a female and it's a thong. I mean, I, 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 I know therapists that if you jump on the table and it's all weird and they're like, well, I guess you wanted it this, just assuming that you would have known what to do or because I gave you instruction and you went a different route, this is what you want. And they just would go with it. I know people that would. But then again, sure. I also Aren't have. are people yeah. afraid of the CMTO? Like we have very uh, specific draping these are, these guidelines. There's also people that I know that text while they treat too. Oh, right. So, those people. Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, don't even get me started on that. They, uh, I got one, actually more than one client, and they might be a little bit on the larger side, guys. Yeah. And I'll come back in the room, and they're on the table, face down. Top sheets are down somewhere around their feet, and they're just lying there in their underwear. Yeah. But that's also because it's a real difficulty for them to pull to that pull yes. sheet up. So no, I've, I've got. But I'm just like, yeah. okay, cool. Pull the sheet up. Yep. No harm, no foul. Yeah. Everybody knows. Yeah, so. in those scenarios, because I myself, I have um, an elderly woman, and she's she's not very mobile. Right. I mean, combination of she is a larger body and right. she's got a hip issue and whatever. So for her to get on the table is already difficult enough. I offer my assistance, of course, but she sure. always wants to do it herself. So for her to get on the table and then have to like reach back and get the, bl- like, I don't mm. expect her to do it. So right. I know that I'm walking in with her pretty much, you know, sprawled out with her underwear and I just have to put the blanket on. That's, That's okay. fine. Right. That's fine. She's not doing anything weird or intentional. I, I got a bit of an advantage too because I'm the only room uh, at the clinic that has the hydraulic, the, the electric lift table. Uh, so I can lower can right down. down. They can yeah. just sort of flop on and then I'll just jack them back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. That's, That's all good in that right. respect. I miss having a hydraulic table, man. That was beautiful. I like hydraulic For tables. a few years when I had one, it was helpful for some of the people who found it more difficult to get on the table. Because like, I could during lower treatment, it right like, down. With, uh, every clinic that I was at, with the exception of ours right now, um, I've had hydraulic tables. And I use it so much throughout a treatment. Yeah. Up, down. Uh, it's constantly moving throughout a treatment. You know what? I don't. At. I adjust it for my client. So if they have, if they're shorter, have difficulty getting on the table because of whatever, yeah. uh, lower it right down, they can get on the table, no problem. And then I'll bring it back up to my height and away we go. And I can do 90% of my work at exactly that same height. Mm-hmm. But again, if they're a larger individual, 
might not go up as high because they are thicker. But if I had an adjustable table, I wouldn't adjust it that high anyway. If I right, knew they were right, coming right. in, it'd go down a couple of pegs, and away we go. Yeah, sometimes so I, I used to. I used to go all up I down. Used, I used to, I used to use some, it a lot. Sometimes yeah. I used to even do like head neck shoulders, and I would not sit. I'd be like, let me just put the table all the way up, and I'm just going to stand through this whole thing. Yeah, that type of thing. Or when I'm doing like a lot of spinal mobilization stuff like axial mobs I'm, I drop it all the way down because I want to be able to hover like right over that patient like a chiropractic like, table yeah, like exactly. make it that height yeah, yeah. I, I think what we're learning here table. is when you and I are actually allowed to work again like you know real Proper. hours I think we're going to need to get keep, an electric table I keep table a lookout for it because there's so many clinics that are closing and stuff Yeah, everyone is selling somebody so much somebody had shit. some hydraulics on the I on did. The I did yeah. see one I've, for I've like, I think a thousand dollars which is a good which price is a, yeah. steal. but uh, it was quite old and usually that's not a problem, but I know that I had bought one before for a really, really good price that was quite old and it actually did only last about three years before yeah. it was. But it was so, probably worth the money for the three yeah, years. Yeah, probably. Cause I think we only paid like 500 bucks for it, yeah, which is amazing. You get some, some tables and I think the manufacturer or at least the distribution center is in Burlington. They, uh, they make some good quality stuff like mm. chiropractic quality, you know, hydraulic type tables or electric or whatever you want to call them. So, yeah. And, you know, people, and, and I've had therapists do, oh, I hurt my back. Can I use your room today? I'm like, Fix your back. This table's not going to fix your back. Go, Miguel, go look him up, okay, on YouTube, Big Three, or Mackenzie Seven. Go, go do some back exercises. I'll do those. This table, no, 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 no. This is my table. That's right. Oh, man. When yeah, you I, have done more treatments than me, then you can have this table. Until that time, don't. How did you end up with the good table? Ah, there, there's a good story, too. Again. <laughs> first couple of weeks there, I'm everywhere. You're in this room, you're in this room, you're in this room, you're in this room. Okay. And the one day, one or two days a week, I was in the room, right? <laughs> and then then I'm like, okay, this is dumb. Why am I here two days a week when, I, when the therapist that's in there when I'm not is going to be in my room anyway on the next day? So we, I talked to her and said, hey, why don't you just stay here and I'll just stay here? And she's like, okay. So now I'm up to three days a week. <laughs> then that stays like that for a while. And I'm like, this room's sitting empty on Saturdays. Can I just sort of dive in there on Saturday? Yeah, 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 no problem. So now I'm like at four days a week. And then the, the therapist that's usually in there on the beginning of the week, she leaves to go somewhere else. And I'm like, uh, hi, can I have that? And they're like, okay. So next thing I know, Johnny's in there six days a week. And I have to be, I'm only, at that time, I wasn't in there for the first treatment on Tuesdays because the guy who was in there in the morning, our Treatment times didn't quite mesh up exactly, so he was there that extra half hour while I had to be in a different room. But as soon as that first treatment was done, <laughs> boom, I'm back in my room and life is good for the He's rest of the week. Just start putting your own stuff on the wall. <laughs> I just about I want to, let me tell you. I got I have a case, and it's uh, I was looking originally for a camera case, but it, it turned out that it was a utility case. I got it from Canadian Tire, mm. and it's got big... Like it looks like something you'd carry like nuclear weapons in it or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. right? And it's got the little centimeter or a centimeter cube cut out thing so you can pull them all out. Yeah. So I got my uh what I call my static cups in the the lid. I got my uh silicone cups up there as well. I got tape, I got uh bottles of disinfectant and stuff that I need for the taping. Yeah. And then in the bottom part, I've got my uh my rock tape, uh, the blades and the mohawk and the the other things, and I've got my uh, my thumper gun, uh, my uh, the hyper ice. I've got that in there as well. So I got all my good toys. So then 
again, back pre-COVID, I would have all that open. People are like, what is all that stuff? And I'm like, well, this is for this, this is for that. And this is, you know, if you have this issue, then I can pull this stuff out. And, you know, we, yeah. we go from there and like, I'm booking with you again. That's awesome. Can we do this next time? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Tools so are, helps. Tools are so useful. Well, I mean, it to me, I, I do the extra, I have all those extra things. Originally, I thought to save my hands. Hmm. But then if you do like silicone cupping, the way I do it, I do like a lot of movement stuff. Mm-hmm. It's hard on the hands too. Yeah, it's, it can be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I mean, it's not all peaches and cream, but it's 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 still pretty good. And then, like I said, I got my my thumper gun, and it's it's a it's a good time too. So and yeah. then I have two. I have one at work, and I have one at home, just for when I get get there and. I need a little work. How does it work since you guys, I mean, you've pretty much monopolized the good room, but (laughs) it's not technically (laughs) yours. How does it work at Massage Addict um, with your your certificates, your registration? Where do you guys all have them like at the front? Like where do they go? Mine mine sits in my basement at home. See, I got got dinged on that. Really? On my peer assessment for not having it on the wall. That's surprising. You're supposed to have it in your primary place of practice. Yeah, I got got dinged for not having my certificate of registration on the wall in my treatment room. Um, she's like, you, you really are supposed to have this visible. Yep. And she's like, alternatively, if you've got the wallet one, it, it can be there, but it's got to be like, you can pull it out anytime and whatever. And I mean, if you've always got yours on you, then you're fine. Yeah. But like, for example, me, I would come, I'd put my purse in the break room, blah, blah, blah. Right. She's like, eh, like you, you need to have it. If somebody were to ask to see it, it has mm-hmm. to be readily available. And so I thought, Okay, I better get mine hanging up in in my treatment room. Yeah, because if you're doing that, I mean, you'd you'd have to. Some people are in literally a different room every day. Yeah, so yeah. You then a, you would need like the that display creeps it around. In the, I mean, you have like a hook for everybody. Desk. So oh, this is your hook for your certificate <laughs> when you come in. Yeah, you know? I guess as long as everybody that works at the chain has their their card with them in their yeah. in their well, wallet. That's the question. Do they though? I mean, I know I do. I mean, it's in well, my wallet, should, so yeah. no problem. No, I was the worst, and I didn't. So that's why I got dinged. Like uh, the day that I had my peer assessment, I happened to have the card on me and she was like do you always have this here with you i'm like i could lie right now no i don't so where was your 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 certificate wasn't at your workplace at all at that time no when i oh, got okay. peer assessed i hadn't been there that long and i also didn't know gotcha. how permanent my Actually, my time the there places was be. that i worked at other than other than my own places like here in the very first place that i opened i've never hung my certificate and i've never been asked to like the owners and the, the whoever manages the place never said can you bring your certificate in the no only time I ever did hang my certificate up was at the physiotherapy clinic, and I would have that certificate, the college certificate, my university diploma, yeah. um, and all the other courses that I'd taken at the time, and I just sort of like tacked them along in a, in a line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's something I should I should have mentioned too. Way back in the Stone Age, before the casino, before the Mexican restaurant, we can talk about that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a student at the University of Waterloo. I got my kinesiology degree from there. I got my BSc in kin. Mm. And I basically majored in athletic therapy. I was one of the student athletic therapists and, you know, they should have paid me way more than they did uh, at mm-hmm. the time. But I would did take care of like the basketball team, football team, any other team, work mm-hmm. in the clinic room. How did this not come up before when you were oh. saying, you know, I'm listening to the other <laughs> massage therapist talk, thinking I know this, I could do it. Not like I have really good, yeah. edu- I have better education than massage therapists. <laughs> like yeah, what? Yeah. How did you not bring that up? I don't know. I just, yeah. <laughs> I'm old. I forget this stuff. There's so literally two that? kinesiology degrees right? hanging on the wall behind me <laughs> Maybe, here. You know what? Actually, Both that, of us that, have kin degrees. What, that's what's sort of right. I'm like, York. Hey, Waterloo, yeah. let's go. How long ago was that then? Oh, I graduated 1985. Okay. 
So did you ever work in that field? Then? Other than at the university itself as yeah. a student athletic therapist? No. Why? <sighs> there was no money in it back then, mm. right? Because- There's no money in athletic therapy now. You're also correct. Yeah. Um, but back then it was, could have been possibly even worse. Yeah. So yeah. I graduated from there. And then the first thing I did, is I applied to Sheridan to take the sports uh, or the athletic therapy program there, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And then I, you know- And that was back when Sheridan and York were like the only places you can take this. Right? Yeah. So I, I went there and I'm like, you know, and I, of course I was, you know, a little bit on the possibly arrogant side too. And I'm like, so like for the anatomy classes, do you guys need like TAs and stuff? Because I can do that. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, we have people for that. Thank you very much. Though. And I'm just like- I'm like, I'm not going to lower myself for this. This is this is not good. So I I didn't end up doing that. And instead, I, I don't know what the hell I did after that, actually. I may have gone to agriculture and took a year of electronics engineering technology or something and then moved along after that. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. I went into what I do. Oh, that was when Domino's Pizza first came big into Canada. And it was so far back, the only thing that they sold was two sizes of pizza and Cokes. That was it. No wings, no crazy breads, no nothing. <laughs> and my goal at that time was to become a franchisee with them. And then after about a year of that, and just like, this is way too much work for way too little money. Yeah. Thanks, see you, bye. And then that's when I, one of my guys that I knew from there, and I got together and said, you know what? St. Catharines needs a Mexican restaurant. And we're like, does uh, St. Catharines need a Mexican restaurant? <laughs> back in 1989, <laughs> did they? Apparently they, did. they did because did they? there was not nothing. A, there's not enough burritos going between, on there? Between here and Chi-Chi's in Burlington, I believe it was. Uh, Remember Chi-Chi's? Yeah, there used yeah. to be a Chi-Chi's actually really close to here. Markham, right? Markham and Ellesmere. That, that, was, that Chinese buffet used to be a Chi-Chi's restaurant. I believe you. I grew yeah. up in South Scarborough, and yep. in 1989, I was five. Let's carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so we sourced out all the stuff. All you know, What's our menu going to look like and whatnot? And we came up with the concept of a Mexican restaurant known as Amigos Mexican Eatery. Can I pause you for a second? Sure. Are either of you two Mexican? <laughs> there was three of us and no. Just checking. Okay. Hey, right. hey, we know a whole bunch of- Cultural uh, appropriation at its best. We know a whole bunch of South American dudes that own like three Irish pubs. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. I was just checking because I actually love, Mark will tell you, my favorite food Mexican is food, Mexican yeah. food. Right. Like I- I love a good Mexican restaurant where you can get like proper guacamole and the margaritas actually taste like margaritas, not like somebody poured Jose Cuervo with, you know, <laughs> bar lime. Like, <laughs> I like I love Mexican food. So none of you being Mexican, did you like have to find somebody who could help you with the authenticity or you were like, ah, it doesn't matter. There's no other Mexican restaurants. Yeah, there's there's no there was, there was no other Mexican restaurants. Around. But when we did do the research, we quickly found out that proper Mexican food, not necessarily what everyone actually thinks is Mexican food. Yeah. Right. Mm. Mexican food up here is more like Tex-Mex, right? It's a lot spicier than that. Because if you, if you, there was a place, uh, I was in Detroit actually. They served like hardcore Mexican food. Like nobody spoke English in the place, right? So if you weren't speaking Spanish, you were, you were lost. And of course we were, but Mex it's not that spicy. It's not really that spicy. No, that's true. When you get it up into Texas and New Mexico and stuff like that, that's where they start throwing the heat in, mm. right? And that's what everybody's used to. So that's like what we brought into into our space, right? But 
again, we made we made our own nachos. We fried them up every day. We made our own salsa. We made our own guacamole. You know, we had the best chicken wings in St. Catharines, which not Mexican, but still. With, with the guy from uh, So You Gotta Eat Here really enjoy the food? Probably. Yeah. We had the absolute best, and we took the idea from Chi-Chi's and we improved it. Absolute best deep fried ice cream, mm. right? Because they're like, oh, so how, how long do you deep fry it for? We're like, ah, 30 seconds or so. How does the ice cream not melt? I'm like, if I told you everything, <laughs> right? Because cheesy, what they would do would just go, and that's it. Just enough to warm up the outside. Well, no, we crisped up those that crust and it was just glorious. So, you know, people were the tacos. When we were, when we were Soft in shell, Mexico, hard shell, what do you want? I mean, oh. we had them all. When we were in Mexico, Taco I ate tacos for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for seven days. <laughs> You know, and of course now every other corner has got either a, a burrito boys or a taco and tequila or whatever fat it's bastards. called. You know, it's just, is that what it's called? Yeah, it's fat bastards. I like fat bastards. Quesadas and fat bastards up here. You know, they're 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 everywhere now. Yeah, right. When we were there, we just had a hell of a time sourcing stuff. Oh, right. Yeah, that's so, true. Eh? But now everybody's got it. And you can get that it. This this must be so hard though. <gasps> Dude, I can't imagine, especially with this fucking COVID we've, we've shit. We've never I, met like, a restaurant I, I, owner who who didn't say that it's it's draining. It's, it's draining. draining. It's, you're there all the time, especially yeah. if you're at that the the right wrong size where it's not big enough to have a manager and not small enough to do everything yourself. Mm. So you still got to do everything yourself anyway, and then you're just there all the time, all the time. And then it gets it gets draining, and then you you know you make some money, and all of a sudden something breaks, and now all of a sudden you don't have any money anymore. So then you got to make some more. And How long did that mess restaurant exist, or does it still exist? And nope. You guys sold it? No, nope. I I left, and then about four months after that, my two other partners got out of it as well because they realized no one man should work that hard. Like got out of it, s- sold, sold it, it, and said get the heck out of here. And now the building's gone now too, and they mm-hmm. it's gotten torn down. It's an SO gas station or something like that. It seems like such a tough business. Like I had a buddy who opened like a gourmet sandwich shop in Toronto. His business went south when uh, the the building owner just sent him notice, like we're breaking the lease and we're selling the building. Right. And I was and like, he had put so much but you money know what, into though? that. It was probably a good thing, man. Like he would have died in something like COVID. Like it yeah. just would have been over, and you would have just he would have made not crazy dough the whole time, just staying afloat. And, you know, all that time and energy to at some point just have it blow up. It's, yeah, it's restaurant margins goal. are razor thin as it is. So yeah. when you're making it, you're making it good. But then you get a week with a big snowstorm. You're like, oh, yeah. geez, how yeah. am I going to make rent? Oh, good thing I've got a good relationship with the landlord. Yeah, I was listening to that on right? Talk 1010 today. And again, they had on a whole bunch of restaurant owners talking about, you know, all of COVID and stuff. And all restaurant owners are so pissed. They're like, this fucking government handout shit and this this, this loans that they give us, like, we're already in debt. Now we're it's like another loan. It's just further debt yeah. when this is completely not our fault. And other industries like the automotive industries, banking industries, they get fucking bailouts, you know? I mean, and this and and that's just from poor management of shit. We have nothing to do with anything that happened COVID. We can't even control when people come back. That's up to the fucking government when they allow us to uh, have people back in our space. And what are our options? More loans. And yet the government frames it as they're doing so much for us. I know this is not a COVID conversation, but just because I heard three interesting things today that just made my blood boil a little more. Toronto has closed off something like between 40 and 45 lanes on busy streets oh, yeah. to help 73 different restaurants. Now, yes, that sounds positive, right? Because now these restaurants have extra uh, patio space. But this is fucking Toronto where it's already congested as shit. Right. Like this is 
this is and a even, solution that's helping some people. Not even non-busy but, streets. Well, exactly. They're when closing I, major I, streets. I found this out when I went for like a, a Sunday afternoon motorcycle rip and I, I came up Young Street. And when I got into Midtown on Young Street, I'm like, there's lanes. Like there's, there's only a four lane, two going north, two going south. And you already have like people parking on the street on certain times of the day. And I'm like, this is now one lane north, one lane south because some dude wants to have a fucking Ryan Ginger in, in the yeah. in, in the road. So on on one hand, like I I mean I'm happy for the restaurant owners that are able to expand their patio a little bit, but I I still really feel for them because if it wasn't summer, what the fuck would they be doing? Yeah. Nobody's sitting out on the street in November to have right. their Ryan Ginger, yeah, right? That's so why that, they, that's that why they was get really phase frustrating. Has got to come in. St. Catharines has done the same thing with their downtown street. They've blocked off a portion of it so the restaurant district can just take over the go street. out into the street. Niagara Falls has done the same thing with Queen Street. That's a good idea. Uh, Hamilton, I believe, has done the same thing. I could be wrong about that part. Or they're, they're battling with certain areas and whatnot uh, to get them out on the street, uh, like in a good way kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I and, was trying to tie that to the bailouts, though. That's what I was saying. I don't think that closing the lanes was necessarily a bad thing because I think the restaurant owners do need help. They do need but help. But then in the same news broadcast that I was listening to, I heard how some like multi-millionaire slash billionaires have gotten these massive bailouts, like ridiculous names that you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Like we're shoveling money to people who are billionaires, but we have to close part of Young Street so this poor restaurant doesn't go under. Like nothing makes any fucking sense. No, and then I don't know what they're doing with the airlines, but the one the one thing that was interesting on the way in, you always see planes flying in and out of Pearson mm-hmm. on, on the drives, you know, 401 and whatnot. And I'm looking and I'm like, there's not a plane in the sky. There's zero planes for like yeah. 20 minutes. No planes. Yeah. Like that's just it's weird. Very weird. Very. We're living through very weird times right absolutely. now. Absolutely. I kind of like it though in a weird way. I know it sounds strange to say. Maybe I take that back. But I do. There's, I like the simpleness. There's positives. Like my, I got my hair done today. Oh, thanks for noticing, guys. Um, got <laughs> like my hair done today. I've never seen you in real life. I know, you've never met me before. But I'm like, notice my hair. God. This is an audio um, platform. Come on. I got my hair done today and I was having a discussion with my stylist. Now, I mean, if we had her on, she's got opinions coming out of everywhere. But um, <laughs> like she was talking does. about something that I have taken as such a huge positive through all of this is the realization that you really don't need as much as you think you do. Like we were getting peanuts, like it was a joke, you know, the CERB payments, like, I mean, I'm grateful that we got them, but I I feel weird saying that because it's like the government told me I can't work and then gave me, you know, a fraction of what I would have made if I did work, but whatever, let's forget that part. But we were talking about how on this small amount of money, living in a city like this, where everything is so expensive, we all managed to just live because you don't need as much as you think you do. When I was told I can't go get manicures and pedicures, I can't go get my hair done, I can't go out and you know sit in a bar on a Friday night when I just couldn't do any of that and all I was spending money on was scrunchies because my hair was bad and food <laughs> – like I did I didn't come out of it totally broke. Those CERB payments didn't all get blown right. because I wasn't 
spending money. I wasn't buying anything. I wasn't taking my kids to expensive indoor playgrounds. Instead, guess what? We're actually just going to go play outside. You really don't need that much. So that was definitely a positive. But we also, Spending more we also, time with kids was positive. We also don't live hand to mouth. So someone that does live hand to mouth. Well, that's, I, yeah, I can only speak for myself. We yeah. don't live hand to mouth and we're fairly simple people anyway. I don't feel like we spend a shitload of money no. minus the fact that Mark buys new podcast equipment every week. No, no. It's, <laughs> It's all necessary stuff. <laughs> it's it goes it goes in waves. It's like when I used when I used to build motorcycles. It was like every week I was coming home with more motorcycle parts or another motorcycle. So now it's just translated into something else now. Exactly. Brand new mic stand here today. Sure. That mixer's new last. Although Ooh. I supported that purchase, I like yeah. that. Yeah, me too. Good yeah, call. you can only Good do call. so much software. And every once in a while, you gotta you gotta bust out the hardware and yeah, for sure. Go on, go on from there. But yeah, you're right. No, with the sur payment, yeah, it can't kept things rolling. I mean, but again, too, you know, the restaurants are closed, the stores are closed. Then you realize, well, you know what? I never went really mall shopping or whatnot much before. So I'm just going one less time a year now. So I've gone from <laughs> two to one, maybe, right? And then, you know, incidentals and stuff like, oh, you're talking about haircuts. So I'm due for a haircut two weeks into lockdown. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, fine. No problem. I, I can do this, right? So then, as I'm as the lockdown's ha- getting longer and longer, longer, my hair is going back in time. I think I made it back to about 1986, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm still I got it going good. I'm going through a ton of product though, just to make sure it stays decent, right? Then Doug Ford announces, ah, oh, stage two, and you can get your hair cut. I'm like, cool. But then of course it was two weeks later that we get a cut in St. Catherine's. So and then I'm like, okay, cool. But I swear hair has audio receptors in it because they're like, haircut, cool. And it just exploded. I'm like, what are you guys doing? I'm trying to make you stay nice. You're all coming off if you don't behave. You know, you can you cannot complain based on the fact that I know that you were in college when I was six. <laughs> You've got a good head of hair on you, brother. Yeah, I tell you, it's true. a good time. Oh no. I got I got to tell you about the screw up this morning. So I'm like, oh, gonna do the podcast. I gotta make sure I look good. I'm like, why do I have to look good? It's an audio podcast, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? So then I got the clippers out, and I'm I'm just doing a little bit of touch up on the the little extra long stuff, and I'm like, ah, I gotta thin it out, and I'm like. Didn't put the guard on. <laughs> so now I have stubble on one side. This, nothing else is touched. I'm like, what am I going to do? Got to take this side down a bit more. I got to get out the old just for men, color it up, make it look like something. So uh, Amanda and Mark don't think I, I'm an idiot. And uh, oh, But you told us so anyway. I, I told you. But that it's is a, like 100% it's good for what fun. I would do. I would try to cover up a mistake and then tell everyone I made it anyway. Like 100% that's what it's I would do. Greatest, greatest hair mistake ever. Back in my poker days when I was working in the casino, I got involved in a charity tournament. This charity tournament was in Los Angeles, specifically the Playboy Mansion. And I'm like, I got to look good. You never know who might be around, right? Because it also does celebs and whatnot and playmates and whatever. Yeah, it's like, got to look good. So then I'm like, oh, I'm not due for a haircut. I don't want to spend the money on that. So I'm going to color it on my own. Cool. Buy my first coloring kit. Obviously, doesn't read the Mark's directions. <laughs> doesn't read the directions. Doesn't use the gloves. Nothing, right? <gasps> you didn't use the gloves? No. Oh, come on. No, no gloves. Put the color in my hair. Obviously <laughs> left it in way too long. <laughs> and as I like to say, I looked like a cross, be- but when I got all done, a cross between Gene Simmons, <laughs> Mark Adol, who that is obviously, and so do you, I and, know who Gene Simmons and is, Wayne on. Newton. <laughs> my hair was 
jet, jet black <laughs> to the point that it looked almost purple. Oh. My scalp was also jet black. Yeah. <laughs> Right, and I'm like, good thing I did this a week ahead of time, so I at least have a chance to normalize. But actually, the time I got to to the Playboy oh Mansion, oh my god, I get to work, and then I have people looking at me like, "What is wrong with you?" Right? And I'm just starting to play it off, like, "Hey, how's it going?" And this then, of course, it hair, finally, like, my scalp started to lighten up, so that my hair was still pretty black. But the scalp was normal and <laughs> life went on and I'm just like. Oh my God. Oh yeah. So then, okay. So now we flash forward many, many years and we're in COVID time. So I'm like, I'm, I'm taking care of the hair. Everything's good. Still doing up the beard every, every couple of weeks just for the sake of doing up the beard. Now I'm look, looking and I'm like, who's that old guy in the mirror with all that gray? I got to do something about that. <laughs> so then mix up a little extra beard stuff, comb it through my hair. But now I've got many years of experience. Got the timer out, <laughs> combed it through properly, made sure I didn't get too much extra in the scalp. Everything to I look great. No problem. You of course, what? nobody no, saw me easy. except my mother and the grocery store people. So you but know what it was you're making me realize? <laughs> oh, I awesome. owe Mark so many apologies right now. <laughs> I make fun of this man on a regular for the amount of time he spends grooming his facial hair and the hair on his head. I'm like, nobody gives a shit. You look fine. You look the same no matter what you do. Like every time I come home, he's got the mirror out and he's trimming and making sure everything's equal on the hair and here. I'm like, your hair looks the same. It's fine. Okay, apparently men care more about it their it hair than I, I thought. I go, I go through. <laughs> you got any left or just shave it all off? I, I, he's I, got I a mohawk. I gave myself a mohawk the other oh. day. My, uh, my, my daughter is like, let's do crazy hair day. And this one I had a big afro because yeah. of COVID. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And I just shaved it all off. And then I don't think she cared one fucking <laughs> bit. So now I'm walking around with this stupid ass fucking mohawk that I'm growing, that it's growing on me. I like the me. mohawk, um, actually. But, yeah. um, I like yeah. it. But when, when I'm, I'm the same way. When I'm in, when I'm in the, the mode of everything's got to be perfect, everything's, and then I'm always just constantly you fixing stuff. so much time but then, grooming. But then there are times when, <laughs> you know what, I'm completely not like that. And I'm like, let's just grow everything and I don't give a shit and there will be fucking a month will roll by and I haven't done a thing. I haven't no, shaved in a month, true. haven't done anything to my hair it's in a month, true. maybe showered twice, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay, that part's not true. I'm don't kidding. people you don't, don't tell people you don't shower. <laughs> no, man, I got to stay quaffed properly now that I'm back full time. Quaffed. So. Quaffed. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever had any inappropriate clients? Like I know, you know, there was the people that sort of, quote, accidentally got on the table naked. But have you ever had like a client hit on you or just get really, yeah, you're you're nodding. Tell me those stories. Okay. She didn't, she didn't hit on me. But this one I had come in, I can't, it's near at the beginning of my career all the time. I don't know if they send me the wackos all the time. Just probably. whatever. Like, probably. Probably. Let's give them a oh, John's here. He'll take care of him, right? <laughs> this one He's would come in. Room. Let's give him. And I'm like, okay, yeah, exactly. He's got the good room. We're going to make him pay for that. <laughs> I had this one come in and she would get on the table and everything would be cool. Then next thing you know, she starts telling me these deepest, darkest sexual fantasies that she's actually fulfilled. And I'm like, Like on a scale of one to Gia, that guess that you had on a Gaia, if it was one to Gaia, this one was like here. Mm. And I'm just like, are you sure that's even safe? She goes, yeah, you only live once. Not if you keep that up. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about here? I want to oh, know. Oh, she talk about rendezvousing with guys, like just literally showing up at their houses because their back door was going to be open, crawling into bed with them. And I'm like, 
So you've never even seen this guy before? I'm like, he could be a mass murderer. He goes, yeah. oh, you only live once. Where do you find that? You find that on what, Craigslist maybe? I don't know. Mm. That's just- Adult friend finder is where you find so, it. So I'm just like, are you kidding me? And I would like, That's- I'd, I'd see her name on the list for the day. And I'm like, oh no, she's coming in again. What am I going to get Did told this time? Did you ever tell her like, you know, maybe telling me your sexual fantasies while you're laying naked on my table is not a good idea? Or did you just let her talk? I just let her talk and I'd be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. You think it's a good idea? Mm. Uh-huh. Okay. And we're done. Interesting. But People you, just see, you see really the differences? Remember we I, we talked about this before and yeah. I said, a woman can't let it go on because if it was a man spewing off these you know crazy fantasies with okay. a female therapist, yeah. we have to stop it because, because it's possible danger maybe. Absolutely. Or like, you know what I mean? Like a, a female therapist would never let it go on. And we've talked about this where I said- Male yeah. therapists, even if they should shut it down, maybe it's not like they feel like if they're in danger, if a female client is saying these things, like I so they might just let it go. I wouldn't feel the need to shut that down at all, right? If this is something you're saying and I'm, I'm not, just to be honest with you, I'm probably not even paying full attention to you anyway once you start going down this path. So I'm just going to let you talk and I'm just going to acknowledge that I'm I'm here. Mm-hmm, right. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I won't egg it on. Right. But at the end of the day, it's what you're saying right now isn't bothering me. It's not offending me in any way, shape or form. You you're know, not I'm, acting inappropriate. So I'm like, whatever. And we've got other clients too like they'll come in and see me and I'll, I'll treat them we'll talk about stuff and whatnot and they they'll have certain issues and i'll work on them i'll work the heck out of it and whatever and then they'll see another therapist and they'll question what she's doing and i know that the therapist is an excellent therapist knows what she's doing yeah. probably as good if not better than me but just because it's a female that guy will give her the gears mm. but then i'll see him again and everything i can't do anything wrong interesting so yeah no, that's true. <sighs> Sexual fantasies, eh? That's did Eddie, did, 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 <laughs> oh, forget it. Go, 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 go. I, whenever you say, oh, forget it, it's because you're going to ask I, I something want, that people want to hear. Else, I want to know what else was she disclosing about her. Ah, that, that was the biggest, like I said, yeah, I was, that's, I was that's, like that's, literally in fear. Not that's that pretty there's brave. anything to be afraid of, but I'm just like. That's a, that's I a brave thing to do. Don't care to hear these stories. That's a brave thing to do. So. What about angry clients? Have you ever had somebody <gasps> just, oh, okay. Oh. <gasps> Second day, second client of the day. First of all, she comes in late, comes in with her husband. Husband, nice as pie. Couldn't find a nicer human being on the face of the earth. This woman, <laughs> angry. It's the only person that would tolerate her. all the time. Comes in 20 minutes late. So, I, I, of course, now I'm terrified because I'm like, what am I going to do? It's my second day. I don't want to get fired. Is that the way you sounded in your head? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's the way I sounded in real life. I'm, like, I'm talking to the front desk. I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> right? And then, so, okay. So, hey, how's it going? Fine. I'm like, so what would you want? What would you like me to do? She's like, give me full body. I'm like, okay, we have less than 40 minutes left. You sure you want full body? She goes, yeah. She goes, five, 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 five. Pointing to either side of her back and the back of each leg. I'm like, so you want five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five Yeah. Okay. Get yourself on the table and away we go. Again, didn't do the between the sheet thing because I'm new and I just like didn't. And I was terrified. Get back in the room. Did the five, 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 five. I said, okay, so we still have like 15 minutes left. Do you want me to do anything else? Nope. That was great. Fine. Thank you very much. I'm like, mm. Okay. Stayed in the back until she was. I knew she was gone, and then I, then I came back out. And my heart at this time is going a million miles an hour. I'm just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and she came back for, with for treatments with with other therapists as well. And just again, 
bitter. Mm-hmm. Like, I and like I've I, had this I, before. I saw her again, and then she just like, okay, so you're ready to go? And she's like, I guess so. And by this time, I've been in about a year already, and I'm just like, you know, if you don't want to do this, we don't have to. It's okay. Yeah. Why are you booking these appointments when you right? don't really want to have them? Aside? I've, I've had Who this exact same person. Fifteen minutes. You. And by the way, you got off easy because did you know what I thought he was going to say? That she said, no, 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 we're done, the and end. then complained that she lost fifteen minutes. You've had this person. I've had someone very similar, and I've talked about her on the podcast where she came in late all the time. She only booked half hour appointments, and she wanted full body every oh, time. Right. And I'm like, are you sure this is what you want? Like, in other words, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, I don't know what you're getting out of this she's like this is what i want well actually she did complain the fact that she had to pay for the full hour even though she was 20 minutes late didn't complain about the treatment but she complained about the the time allotment right and then she started dropping f-bombs at the front desk which was not cool and then she just stormed off and her husband paid for everything and then she books another appointment and is mad that she's there like it's it reminds me of a newfie joke you know the guy who made his own lunch every day and then committed suicide because he had the same sandwich every day could see that <laughs> sure <laughs> was it a newfie steak yeah probably <laughs> aka bologna. do you know what newfie steak is <laughs> no my dad's from newfoundland okay. and uh, do you know what bologna is <laughs> i know what bologna is i don't know some some people probably didn't grow up eating bologna i didn't realize that wasn't like a normal thing because i grew up in a newfie household so we had bologna Sure. It's because Newfie, it's Newfie steak. Newfie steak is fried bologna. <laughs> buckaroos. Is that a saying? I don't know. I, don't know. I call it buckaroos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then, <laughs> then if you slice it just right, it'll curl and what? Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. My buckaroos. dad used to make us uh, fried bologna and eggs in the morning. Absolutely. <laughs> why buckaroos? Why is it called? Why is I don't know. I just that's what somebody told me it was. It was buckaroos. I'm just like, okay, sounds good to me. Mm, I bet you can serve that at a Mexican restaurant. Probably. <laughs> We so what do we serve for kids? We serve grilled cheese. Yeah. I think we had mac and cheese as well. Oh, I love kids. a kids menu. Do you right? remember the time we were in Mexico and no. we ordered grilled cheese and we literally got grilled, it was grilled cheese. cheese? It was cheese that was grilled. It was just <laughs> it was literally just chunks of cheese with grill marks on it. Yeah. If you don't do that with goat cheese, isn't that saganaki? Greek food? Uh, I don't, I don't know, know. About food. I think so. And you have it on a plate and you opa, and you've got it flaming and whatnot. Yeah, I think no, so. Saganaki. So. Yeah, look it up. I've got some uh, Greek friends who are possibly listening. Sorry, guys, that I don't know. Yeah, I don't know much about food. The only thing I know about Greek food is whatever the place would have in the food court at a mall. <laughs> <laughs> and then every time I'm like, I don't think this is how Greek people really eat. And if they do, <laughs> there's so much starchy stuff on this. <laughs> how do they do this? Raw food, food, food is like that, though, right? <laughs> Yeros and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Are you Greek? No. I just like to pronounce things properly. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what your last name is, then decide where are you from? You talk with your hands a lot, so <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? What does that mean? Huh? Italians I'm talk with their hands a lot. Do they? Totally. Possible. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Close. <laughs> close. Close. I'm close. So actually my background is Slovenian. I don't know how good your European uh, geography is. So, especially my dad, very close to the Italian border, mm-hmm. just below Austria. Mm-hmm. So, it was actually part of the Austro-Hungarian Empire at one time, way back when. And yeah, so part of the former Yugoslavia. Okay. okay very topmost portion. So, it became its own uh, republic back in, I want to say 1991. Mm. You were what, 10 at the time? Something? Not even. No. <laughs> makes me feel horrible. <laughs> so, Fuck. Yeah. But and You're then, not even. Oh, that's then like I, grade I, 11. I, I, shit. I told you I'm old. Did the old uh, uh, Ancestry.com and stuff. And I found instead of my name coming from the south, like Croatia or something, it actually came from the north. So if 
I people would ask me all the time at the casino, "What's your background and whatnot?" And I would I would just say Austrian, just okay. because everybody sort of knows where Austria is. Right. So I'm just like oh, Austrian. What did you want to do the ancestry.com thing? And uh, what did you um, learn from it? Other, other than, than the fact piece? that my if you go back far enough, I'm I'm Austrian. Yeah. Just because I I hadn't been to Europe at all, and then I went for my first trip in 2006, mm-hmm. and then you know, I saw these cousins and uncles and aunts and stuff that I had, and I'm like, this is so cool. Like I gotta find more about more out more about like my family and whatnot. And then one of my cousins did um what's the name of there's a program and they printed out the whole the whole family tree, mm-hmm. and we traced it back to my great grandfather. So my dad's grandfather. So, and then I would ask my dad, I'm like, dad, what do you remember? Like from when you were a kid about your grandfather? And he'd be like, nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's not helping me at all. So, you know, you got to the little, the little region in Slovenia where we were from and that was it. And then, you know, and I'm like, oh, I got to know more about this. So then again, you get into the ancestry.com thing and mm-hmm. you, you find, okay, that name actually came down from Austria. And so what about anything there? So I just, there, it's a fairly popular last name, but, uh, and it's like, okay, so that's pretty much where the trail ends, Austro-Hungarian Empire, really good at getting smaller, and that's about it. Mm. So I've always been interested in doing that stuff, but I, I don't think anything's ever going to come up from it, just simply because my parents are from the Caribbean, and, and the Caribbean and the history of the world is really new, and everything in the Caribbean at the times was just really messed up, like in terms of records and everything else. Like, I've got my dad's my dad's family. Everyone's got a fucking different spelling they to their last name. They all have different last names. You know it's very I mean? confusing. It's, 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 gonna, it's already going to be a disaster. Anytime I get somebody like a Facebook request with a last name that is somewhat yeah. similar to ours. I'm yeah. like, sure. I'm like, sure. This one's missing letters. This yeah. one's got double letters. Like, everyone says it different. So, I mean, I don't even bother trying. Records would just be a mess. Yeah. But my, some interested. of my family has tried doing it because we don't, yeah, we don't know our whole family oh, yeah. tree either. So and then, it gets lost. And then it's very common in, 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 uh, in the Caribbean that like, you know, you've got half siblings, half brothers, or half sisters. This is a very common thing mm. that there's this massive extended family. So I just don't even bother, but I'd be interested to know, but my parents are also not the type of people that you sit down and you have these conversations with them. Right. My dad's an old grumpy dude. And like the most you get out of him from anything is a grunt. Like, Hey daddy. Mm. Mm, hoger, yeah. Mm, my mm, dad was, was the same way. It was funny because my, my nephew had done some sort of project about my dad, uh, his grandfather, when when he was like in grade school, and then he he showed me the project. I'm like, I I didn't even know half this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He's got these pictures of dad on a boat, you know. So you got the old phrase, you know, oh, I came over on the boat. Well, yeah. that was a thing, <laughs> um, you know. And then so dad, what did you have to do? She so goes, paint the boat. I'm like, you had to paint the boat. Yeah. He goes, that's how we worked our way over here, we painted the boat. Mm. Okay, so it wasn't a luxury cruise ship, and he'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's, that's the same thing with my dad. My dad would, when he was in China, he's like, listen, I've never... He, he told me I never want to be in a fucking boat again because Your I was on a boat Your dad told for, me he hates boats. Yeah, he's like, I'm on a boat for so fucking long with a whole bunch of other people cramped into this boat, I never want to be on another fucking boat. Yeah, I like, remember that. And he didn't get into much detail, but I know your father hates boats because he... I, I can't remember how he phrased it, but pretty much telling me, like, I literally came here on a boat. Hey, he'd probably have such an interesting story and I would I would never know what it is and then I would never be able to get it out of my mother either because she would sure she would just take it somewhere else 10 years ago we should have uh, sat down with your dad and a bottle of rum and we would have got it out of him that's when he still drank and when he still would have talked I'm gonna have to get it out of his sisters is what I'm gonna have yeah. to do because they'd, they'd be happy to tell the stories but 
he he's he just doesn't give Either a shit. That or wait till the girls get older and they can pump up for information. Because that's what my nephew he still did. grunts a little too much. You'd <laughs> <Even to laughs> be surprised. He's smiling. They love them, but they, he, I bet you he'd love to tell stuff to the the grandkids for sure. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know, probably when he woke up from his surgery, weren't his first words to you? Yeah. Where are my grandchildren? Where are we? Where are my grandchildren? Where are my grandchildren? Settle down. I've been, I've been sitting beside you in this fucking ICU for like four place days. For four days. And right? the first question is, where's the guy? But it was actually really funny because when he was when he was pumped up with drugs, he they had all these sensors on him. He went for an emergency abdominal surgery. Sure. He had like necrotic tissue in his like small intestines. They removed a third of his small intestines. Right. Anyway, so they got all these sensors on him and he's hopped up out of his fucking mind and he grabs him by the hand with his, with his rheumatoid arthritis fingers. So he's just not a hard grip, but he grabs me as hard as he could. He's like, you take these fucking things off me. These things are going to kill me. If you don't do it now, <laughs> you're not my son. And I was like, whoa, just settle down there, dude. Like, let's, let's fucking slow this fucking thing down. And for the rest of the day, he's like, you're dead to me. <laughs> so when I remind him of that now, he's like, yeah, you know what? I think I was right. You're dead to me. <laughs> you're dead to me. <laughs> my, my dad would love when, once the kid, the, the grandkids got a little older, he would, he would like, like to do what I call holding court. So <laughs> my, my sister and her husband would come over. I'd come over. Mom was there. Dad was there. And, and the kids. So, you know, there's like half a dozen of us or so. Yeah, yeah. And he would just like to sit there and preside over everything and watch yeah, everybody yeah. else talk and whatnot. And, and then, you know, there'd be a lull in the conversation and he'd be, okay, guys, talk something. Come on. <laughs> talk something. <laughs> I'm like, awesome. well, dad, it's your turn now. He goes, ah, I got nothing. Oh, okay. Oh, I can't wait to get old. Right. I can't wait to get old like that. You've been saying that it's since true. I met you. I, I, I look forward <laughs> to, to being... To being older and having an excuse for all of the stupid shit that I do. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I can't wait for it. But that I'm scared is, of it at the same time. I'm scared of getting old. It's really strange. It's a weird dichotomy. No, stay healthy. You'll be fine. The, the, the fun thing is all the useless knowledge you have of stuff once you get older. And just this stuff, like, you don't remember the important things, but you remember stupid little yeah. little trivial things. I When I was... In massage school, I also worked for a call center. You know, I don't know if they had music playing in the background or something, but it was what well, some boy band had done a cover of um, Simon and Garfunkel's uh, Cecilia, and they had jazzed it up and whatnot. And so then I'm there, I'm between calls, so then I'm singing the original words. Yeah, yeah. And then one of the girls goes, "That's not how it goes." I'm like, "Yeah, it is." <laughs> And like, it's Simon and Garfunkel. She goes, who's, who's that? that? <laughs> Google that shit. It's so and true. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, your little boy band here? Yeah, they're not the original dudes. Simon and Garfunkel. And then I'll tell you what the song's about. And I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah. It's so funny to me. Right? Little kids. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know. Well, that's okay, I guess. <laughs> what, do, what do I know? Are there any other unprofessional questions that we want to ask or anything else? Massage or otherwise? I'm I'm still I'm still want to. <laughs> you want to know about the sexual fantasies? No, that I mean, want to know. Was, was she ever inappropriate? Like, because I had this conversation with Amanda the other day. Did, I mean, did she want to do stuff that was inappropriate? Uh, sure. Or no, flash no, her body. No, that type of thing. no flash. Because like, oh, I've, I've seen been many on my flash. table. Oh, how many times? I asked her the other day. I'm like, do you know when your fucking nipples are out? Like, because I imagine I would know if my nipples are out, and I would imagine a female would know for sure because you no. fucking have them locked up all day long in a bra. So as soon as air hits them, you probably know that they're out right so how do you not know when you turn i was over telling that? him there there could it's not impossible that some of the female clients that you know i'm putting in air quotes accidentally flashed nipple to him i'm 
it's possible that they did it on purpose. But I was telling him that it is also possible. So for example, I, we were laying in bed and I had the blanket here. I said, would I notice, you know, the blanket being here versus being here? I might not. If there's other things going on, like I, it's possible that it could shimmy down like, and the I nipple falls out. I know when the top out. of my ass crack is out, it's out a lot, but I know when it's out. Yeah, right? but I have also had many female clients with the same thing, you know, like they, they turn over and I adjust the sheets and they go to bring their arms out and they accidentally push it down and their, and their nipple comes out and I adjust it. So I don't think that these women are doing this on purpose with me there. So that's no, why I'm saying I think, I think it is very possible for it to happen to accidentally. They don't do it on purpose, but they just do it by accident. They don't care with a female therapist. Therapist. Mm. I I don't know how many times I would get, you know, okay, turn yourself over. Right. I would take that. I said, tap him on the far shoulder. I said, this shoulder towards me. So you roll back towards me and scooch yourself down the table. So your head's on the table. Well, of course, some of them decided to go the other way. Yeah. And then, of course, you sort of just give a little peek for the top of the head. And then if you see it, you're like, no, 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 the other way. Why does nobody understand down? I remember, the door. I remember telling people, scooch down towards your feet because of that reason, because they would go the wrong way. And I had one client, very snarky, say to me, I know which way down is. I'm like, you'd think I don't have to say that, but I do. Okay? Yeah, that's true. Right? So fuck off. <laughs> and then, then, then they'll grab the sheet on my hands and they'll pull it to mid chest, right? And then they're like, that's not going to work. I'm like, yeah, that's why you got to listen to me first. <laughs> Right then, then they do the right thing, and I'm just like, people, seriously, (laughs) it's such a strange fucking field. It's such a strange job. A stranger comes in, says, "Touch my body all over. Here's some money." It's so weird. (laughs) It really is weird, eh? And it's sometimes it's not even like, oh, I need it. My doctor said come here. It's like, no, I just want you to touch my body. Here's some money. <laughs> I love it. It's such a weird fucking thing. Touch is, is important. And some people don't have somebody who's going to do it. So sure, I'm going to pay somebody else. Mm, why not? Mm, interesting. I love it. I love this job. Such a weird fucking thing. Although if I did win millions, I think I'd be out. I'd go do something different. Actually, I wouldn't go do something different. I'd go do nothing. I'd, I'd set up my performance institute and I'd be one of the the, the therapists yeah. and I'd have somebody else run it. Nice. So maybe I'd interview with them for new therapist positions and whatnot. But um, no, I'd be I'd be working still, I think. Maybe not as much. Is this, your, is this the last job you're going to have? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, how sure. many years you got in this? How many years you got left? <laughs> How many do I have left? Yeah. Cross my fingers, stay healthy, stay active. I want to say a thin 10, mm. I think. I'd like to do this till I'm 70. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'd want to do it at the same level as I'm doing it now. But as soon as I notice, like, I just can't put as much into it, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I have to trail off, whatnot. But uh, yeah, no, I want to I want to go hard. I know a massage therapist who's smelling 80 and still going. So it's possible. Like you said, keep yourself right. in good shape. Well, it is 100 Sorry? Who's smelling 80? Well, I'm not going to call them out by name, but there's a massage therapist that we know who is late 70, like possibly 79. Possibly 79. That dude? No. Okay. Yeah. Because there's a dude that that I taught when I was teaching. He started massage school in his like mid 60s. Really? Yeah. He's like, oh, fuck. I've been been doing mechanic work the whole time. And he's, he just, I don't know, he's now well into it. Because this was like way at the beginning when I started teaching. How old was Brian Fulton when he started? Shout out Brian Fulton. I don't know how old he was. He, he, what was he he doing before? I don't know how old he is now. I don't remember. I think he's older than I am. Yeah, I was going to say he's... Well, he, he looks older, but you also, uh, you got a color You got the quaff. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm not going to even think about hiding that. No, no, no. When I get my hair cut, yeah, he throws 
a little something, something in there. <laughs> I do this a couple times a week or, yeah. you know, whatever's necessary. Yeah, everybody right? doesn't do that, though, at least from what so, I saw. <laughs> and you got to do your mobility work like every day just mm. to stay loose. Yeah, there was a guy in my in my massage class. Or I think he was maybe one or two groups behind me. So we overlapped a little bit in clinic, but he wasn't actually in my class. And he always seemed young to me. Like I never really thought, I just, you know, I assumed he was like in his forties, maybe like Mm -hmm. older than me, but not an old guy. And he was in really good shape. He was really healthy. He was always the first guy there in the morning, which I found out later is because he told me he only needs five hours of sleep at night. So he'd be up since four in the morning. So he was bright and early to school. And I found out closer to graduation that he was actually older than both of my parents. I'm like, oh, like you're not a young guy, but he was just, he was in great shape. He's like, yeah, I got tired of what I was doing. I want a new career. You, if When I tell you off my kudos, you know him. And he never seemed like an old guy, but mm. he actually was, yeah, he was probably in his 60s in massage school. Yeah. I, w- I, I think for me, the, I left Everything happened in my life at the right time. I left the casino at the right time and started school at the right time. Because if I had waited till like now to go into school, first of all, I'm going online for everything to this point. Yeah. And, you know, by the time I get done, whenever that would be, I am what, very early 60s? Duh. First of all, who's going to hire me for one? Maybe they are, maybe they're not. Well, I the, don't. the 80 old guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been a massage therapist for, though? Um, I think this person got registered before I was born. Born. If, I don't even know if there was a register. They've been a therapist probably before, since before I was born, or slightly after. Like the entire career. That's what I mean. Like I know somebody who's been doing this forever, right? And is also well beyond retirement age and just enjoys being a massage sure. therapist. Yeah, if you keep yourself healthy, do take you know do the self care. You know, which everybody talks a good self care game, but nobody does it. Right. I mean, let's face it. I don't do it. I'm like, I, I, I will do. be perfectly oh, honest. Sure. When I first started, I cared a lot more to make sure that, you know, I was really taking care of my hands and doing all these stretches. And, you know, I, I was very adamant about nutrition and working out and blah, blah, blah. Now I just go to work. I just live. And if I start to notice like, oh, you know, I'm not feeling so great. Maybe I need to do something. So yeah, I'm I'm like the doctor who smokes. I do not take care of myself nearly enough for the way that I preach self-care. But you know what? <laughs> I also bet that you probably treat a lot more intelligently now than you used to. 100%. Right? I'm more And that's, that's all yeah. part of self-care too. Yeah. Because oh, for sure. before, let's say it was all thumbs and yeah. you're just like, oh, my thumbs are killing me. Well, maybe I should start using the rest of my hand. Maybe I should use my forearms. Maybe I should throw a little elbow in there or whatnot, right? And so then you start to to vary your tools. And then yep. maybe you start using actual tools in your treatments. So now all of a sudden you're not ne- nearly as sore. See, I don't use a lot of tools, but right? I'm more efficient in like, I do a lot more joint mobilizations right. or I do a lot more passive stretching. And, you know, Remex is a big part of treatments too. So like sure. Mark will see me come out and he gives me this look because it's nowhere near the end of the hour. And I come out and I'm, you know, pulling the mats in the room and I'm like, no, no, we're stretching now. Like yeah. I, yeah, I'm definitely more efficient. Yeah. In, the beginning, in the beginning, I, I, I hurt myself I a lot. I over-treated patients. Patients. Oh, yeah. I was just doing way too much yeah. in this in this span of time. I wasn't treating smart at the beginning. I thought I was, but you know, it's you now. Learn. Gonna, well, yeah. yeah, and then you know, we had that. You know, for us, it was eleven weeks to the day uh, lockdown. And then I'm like, okay, so I got to make sure I stay in somewhat decent shape through the whole thing. So when I do go back to work, I'm not dying, right? And arms and hands were okay. Low mm-hmm. back, a little bit tight for the first day or two. 
took out the foam roller, did a little work on that. Mm. By day three, I was fine. My arms and hands hurt. I didn't expect them to. Right. I really didn't expect them to. And my first week back, the number of slots I opened up were all filled. Right. Within like literally like a day of me telling my clients this is my my opening date, the entire week the first entire first two weeks filled up, and I think it was probably the first Friday after I opened up. I went to Mark and I was like, I can't believe it. Like I've been treating for almost a decade. I don't treat for three months, and I'm in agony. I had to actually go book a ninety minute treatment for myself to deal with my arms and my hands and my right. neck. Now I'm like back to normal and I, I'm not in pain, but the first week was rough for me. That's what always makes me wonder is like these girls, they, they'll go on maternity leave, have a kid, come back after a year or change or whatever. I'm like, how did these guys do it? Because- I did it twice. How? Right? Uh, like how did the lockdown kill me so much? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's weird. It is did weird. You, do, uh, at, your, at your clinic now, the massage addicts, do you still have are you guys back to like full operation? All staff is back or are there still therapists that are like, I don't want to come in. I'm we not got, ready. We yet. got a couple that are still sort of what I call MIA. Yeah. And I haven't heard from them. Doesn't mean the boss hasn't heard from them, but I'm just like, okay, are they ever coming back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but mostly everybody's back now. I mean, some of them took a little bit longer because some of them may have been possibly legit scared. Some of them are like, yeah, we're getting this government dough and yeah, yeah. I got a significant other, so maybe I don't need it right as much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we got a little of both, but it, it seems like everybody's back pretty much full. That's good. Well, what their full time was anyway. I I jumped back, like I said, second week. I was like, let's go. Mm-hmm. I got bills to pay. You were waiting for it, eh? Oh, absolutely. It's so weird, eh? Like such such a strange difference. Like you were waiting for it, ready to go, hungry, and there's there's still people like I'm not. I'm too scared to. It. You know, people. Yeah, my clients would ask me, "So are you be glad to be back at work?" And I'd say, "I'm glad to have purpose again." Mm. Right? You know, I like the results of what I do. I think you know people would say, "Oh, do you love do you love doing massage?" And I'm like, as far as I'm concerned, that's really weird. I love the results. <laughs> I like making people feel better when they're all yeah. done. Do I just like? Oh no, that's just strange as far as I'm concerned. I never thought of it like that. I yeah, actually, you probably just like verbalized the way I actually feel about my career. Do I mind treating people? No, I don't hate it. I, I wouldn't do it if I hated it. Do I actually love? giving someone a treatment or do I just like the whole process of like doing the assessment, figuring out what I think is going to be effective, right. doing it and then getting getting some kind of feedback. Yeah, that's the part I like. And that's why I remember once a friend getting kind of snarky with me. It was we were I it was my day off and she comes to me with some sort of shoulder thing or whatever and wants me to work on my and I made a, a crack about it. I was like, do I ask you to work on your day off? And then she said something pretty snarky to one of our other friends like, oh, don't ask her for a massage because she doesn't actually like doing it. And I was like, well, fuck you. Who likes to work on their day off? But I'm, I'm sure you've got clients as well. You get them on the table and then it's like, oh, this person doesn't have any issues. I'm just going through the motions. It's just, it's boring. What time is it? Oh my mm-hmm. God. Oh, how about here? Maybe this is, no, this is fine too. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then like, oh, the, what's the, oh, this and that's is the, that's the time. That's when the time moves the slowest. Right? And that's when the worst shit comes up on my playlist. I'm like, I can't even do anything here. Like nothing's good going on. Then you've got other clients. You're like, oh my God, I'm going to have to spend a half hour just on this. And I'm, then you're like, I've got 10 minutes left. Ah, oh, I got to roll them over. I got to do some next stuff now. Oh, I'm gonna, I got to clear this area first though. Oh. You know, I've really changed my outlook on, on that as well. I've come to really appreciate 
appreciate mindless relaxation treatments. I hated them before because I was also felt like time is going slow and there's nothing for me to really do. And this is pointless. But once I changed my, my mindset to like, this isn't pointless. This is what this person wants. I'm going to give them the best fucking treatments. They get off the table and they're like, that was the best massage I've ever had. And I don't know. I, I really don't mind doing those mindless because I still I still feel like with every person, you find something, something to work on. There's always something. Have you ever given someone a, a shitty massage on purpose because they're a dick? Or no. are you too good for that? No. I no, I, I don't know. You want to call it I'm too proud for that sort of thing? Yeah. I just can't. Um, I've actually declined clients. No. I, let me rephrase that. I've declined a client because they had pissed me off so much. I'm just like, I'm not available for this person. You call your mother, tell her that spot's available, and it's like staff something very important. I am not treating this person. What would piss you off so Mind much? you, that person was also a therapist in our clinic. Mm. She may have been not too nice to the front desk. Ah, gotcha. And like I said, you pissed them off, you've pissed me off. Mm. And if I had gotten to treat her, she would gotten elbows everywhere. Mm. So it would not have been a good thing. Good call. So I said, not treating her. Call your mother. Get her in that spot. Would you take on a management job at that place? No. How come? Because you sound like you would you would enjoy doing that. No, I like being second banana or third banana, yeah. fourth, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Don't need. I did the, I ran the restaurant. I was in retail. I managed yeah, I stores guess, for yeah. people. I did the the pizza managing thing. I don't want that. I just mm. like you know what's a good idea. I'll try this. Uh, you don't want to try it. That's fine too. You know if they bounce ideas off me, you know, I'll throw in my two cents too. But yeah, to oh no. Because then I'd have to put up with other massage therapists and I'd fire everybody. <laughs> right? I'm just like, you want the day off? Take the summer off. Better yet, take the rest of your life off. Yeah, don't come back. Don't, don't, just, just go. I need people here that, that give a shit, right? Have you ever given a shitty massage on purpose? Have I ever given a shitty massage yeah. on purpose? Um, I've given, I'm, I'm not proud to say, not a shitty massage on purpose, but I've purposefully not given my all several times to people that have just rubbed me wrong Mm -hmm. and the shitty part about that is every single time i've done it hoping that this person would be like "Mm, i don't really want to come back to you they come off the table like that is the greatest massage i've ever had in my life i can't (laughs) wait to see you again i'm like it's just completely fucking backfire you know i get that story you know especially when i was initially starting i don't know if it's they you know said oh you're only a massage therapist for six months and then i give them the old university of waterloo story and whatnot then they get off the table and they're like oh what you did was awesome. And I might have done something a little extra special, maybe a little bit of pin and stretch, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit of joint play or something. Like, that was the best massage ever. And I'm like, well, I guess this shit actually works. <laughs> right? And then, because then, you're like thinking, oh, I'm so horrible at this. Then they're like, that was the best. And I'm like, well, maybe I do know what I'm doing. So, and then <laughs> it, your confidence grows. Maybe the there, two right? years of school was uh, for a reason. Yeah, for real. <laughs> right? If you, if you got a shitty massage from somebody, would you tell them? Would you be like, mm. I'd probably correct them along or give them advice along the way. Yeah. For sure. Because I would also, um, when I, f- for the first couple of years, actually, I would go back to Trillium and use my alumni privileges to get massages on my day off. Right. So I get students to work on me. Right. And then, you know, so you'd give them a little bit of guidance and whatnot. Don't mm-hmm. freak them out right away. You know, oh, yeah, I'm a massage therapist a couple yeah. of years now. So. How about it, you know, because then they get all nervous and stuff. I just relax. I'm on your side. I was in right where you were two years ago. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, stay But a cool. working therapist, you would, you, would, you would give the negative feedback? 
or just tell them along the way? I just sort of tell them along the way. I'm just going to say, listen, you don't know what you're doing. No, I wouldn't say that. I'm just like, okay, so like, let's try this way instead. Okay, so what are you using right now? Don't use that. Use this instead. Is that better? Do you think? Yeah. Mm. Okay, cool. And, and and go like that, right? I'm all about the positive feedback. I'm not going to, you know, say, yeah, yeah, you suck. <laughs> so would you, would you uh, say anything? You've asked me this before. No. Yeah. I mean, there's a few reasons for it. One, I feel like... If a person asks me for feedback, I once had a therapist fresh out of school. Um, she started working at a clinic I was working at, and that was what she wanted to do. She wanted to book appointments with each of us. There was, I think, six other therapists there. She wanted to book appointments with each of us and get tips. Like, Sorry, when I say book appointments, she wanted to give us treatments and just so that we could sort of give her feedback about her, her treatment. So in that case, of course, I'm going to tell her like, you know, what I think. But in most scenarios, no. I feel like either one of two things happens. Either the therapist gets annoyed because they feel like, I know what I'm fucking doing. We have the same education. Like, why are you telling me what to do? One of those, like, who are you to tell me Yeah, this I feel like you'll either bullshit. get that response or you get the person who's like trying so hard to impress you and then it becomes shitty because they're trying too they're hard trying to they're not they're not doing yeah like they're not the doing book. what they would do if right, i was just right, any right, regular right. client you know like they're trying to like pull out all of these things and do all these things and then the conversation is always about like why they're doing this and this is what the, and i'm like ah, I, just, uh, I don't care yeah i don't even tell people i'm an rmt when no i, I don't either and I, you might have heard this on an episode i once tried to get away with not being an rmt i went to a massage addict <laughs> Because I thought, okay, good. Like, I don't know anyone who works at this particular massage addict. So I booked an appointment at a massage addict in Markham. Okay. So not even in Scarborough. I went to Markham and I booked the appointment. I don't know this therapist or I think I don't know this therapist. And I purposely use my married name because I don't work under that name. Legally, that's my name, actually. My name, my last name that's on all of my certificates, that's my maiden name, but that's not what's on my driver's license. So I use the name on my driver's license because even if somehow this guy has heard of me because of Con Ed, because of the podcast, whatever, I'm not me. I'm, I'm this person, right? So anyway, we get into the room. He sees the last name. Well, Mark has a very unique last name. There's probably like three other people in right. like all of Ontario that have this last name and they're all my his father relatives. And my brother. Right. <laughs> so I get on, I get in the room. He goes through his intake with me, whatever. He leaves for me to get on the table. He comes back in. He's like, oh, I just noticed your last name. He's, Are you Amanda? I'm like, mother fucker. <laughs> I remember this. Story. Yes. So then the entire treatment, he was talking to me about the treatment, right? Because I'm a massage therapist. So I just like to say nothing. I like to let the therapist just do what they would naturally do because I feel like you can learn things from a lot of people. Or you know what? If I didn't necessarily love it, okay, well then I'm just not going to book with that person again. If they ask for feedback, I will give it. Otherwise, no, I say nothing. I don't even tell them I'm an RMT. Have you ever treated a therapist and you're kind of shocked that they didn't realize what was going on with their body? Like I treat a lot of therapists and that always trips me out when I'm treating a therapist and they're like, what are you doing right now? Where are you right now? I'm just like, say it. It's why, me. Why? I have like no, no, zero no, no. body just, awareness the minute I get you. on the table. It's actually the majority of therapists that I end up treating. I get a lot of that. I didn't know that hurt. Mm. Right? Yeah. So, But it's funny. I, I'll have therapists come in and they won't put down... RMT, they'll put down, let's say, healthcare or something like right, that, right? right? right. And then uh, I'm like, okay, cool. But then, you know, you start asking them about what, you know, what's up and this and that. And then they start using way too many anatomy terms. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so you say healthcare. What kind of healthcare? Are you a doctor? Are you a what student do doc? you do? What do you do? And then they're like, oh, I'm a massage therapist. I'm like, <laughs> cool. You could have said that. Yeah. 
And then <laughs> my next question is where? And then maybe I know somebody that works with them. Maybe I don't. Maybe they're in a hotel spa or something. Yeah. And 99% of the time, they turn out to be really cool clients, right? Mm. You know, at the beginning, I'm just like, oh my God, they've got more experience than I do. I hope I do everything right. And See, that's my fear of telling someone I'm a therapist is I don't want them to clam up because you're probably really good at what you do. But it's like the minute you feel like somebody is judging you, then you might just not give your best. But then on the other side, like hiding it, then does it make you feel like, like, fuck, See, you weren't going to tell me? Now it's <laughs> like, yo, RMT? Oh, this is a home game. Let's go. Mm. Yeah, you true. want some stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I have RMT clients and uh, I, yeah, I just, I treat the way I'm going to treat. They treat the way they're going to treat. I don't think we ever give each other like real feedback. Yeah, never. We don't I never, say anything. I never get real feedback from RMTs. No. But I'm just always shocked that, you know, I'm doing something and, and it's like, where are you? Like, what part of my body are you on? I'm like, what do you mean? What part of my, like, how do you not know this? Like, how do you not feel this? Like, it can, or do you not know where I, like, it just confused me. I, I would thought, I would have thought of all people that I'm doing stuff on. I was about to say, you've been asked able me those questions, things. but then again, you have neurological damage, so oh, you get a I don't pass. feel things, period. Because <laughs> oh, I've definitely been working on like your you know your leg or your your thigh or glutes uh, or whatever those, and you're like where those, are you or like what surface issues. are you working yeah. on that i can't even tell like if you were to jab a knife into my leg it would feel like a very light broad contact on my on my body like oh, i have no idea you yeah. got all kinds of neurological stuff happening yeah, it's uh it's not fun but you know yeah, man. This was good. I like this. Yeah, it was nice to finally have you in here because you always do send us messages after oh, an episode. Yeah. Yep. And Especially during the whole COVID thing, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, have you done this? Have you tried this? I had someone message me today saying, I can't listen to your podcast anymore. And I was like, I don't know what they were trying to accomplish by telling me that. They're like, too many swears and they're just too long. Are you still getting those? And then, and then the next piece was, and your guests are not interesting. And I was like, so, and I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's not for everybody was my response. And then I started thinking and I was like, wait a minute. You mean the guy that lived in his van is not interesting? <laughs> you mean the RMT turned dominatrix is not interesting? And the response was, there's lots of people that live in their cars and there's lots of people in the sex industry. It's not interesting. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know what? It's not for everybody. See, right. That, that was the other thing. Like <laughs> you guys said, okay, so you're going to be on the podcast. Like we're going to tee you up in a couple of weeks. And I'm like, cool. And then first podcast, guy lives in a van, got a most, <laughs> world's most awesome beard. The next one is a dominatrix. The next one is a sex therapist. And I'm like, I'm supposed to keep up with this. Are you kidding me? <sighs> no, it's not for everyone. It's, uh, I'm surprised. I didn't know about that message. Like, that was I always that was wonder, today, like, what is this per? Like, what? What's their motive? If you don't like it, I understand, and I'm not offended. <laughs> but what is your motive of sending us a message to specifically uh, say good. you're not interesting? I can't listen to you anymore. Okay. No, I mean, I'll, I'll admit, there's been maybe out of all the podcasts you've done, I think I've maybe skipped over. Three, maybe four, yeah. just because the topic. And I'm like, it's not, it's not, not into it. Yeah. I'll catch up yeah. next week. Oh, for sure. You and know, that's, that's per we do that purposely. That's why we put out so much fucking content, right? right? We do like two a week. We do one every like four days or so, and that's the reason we want it to be. We want it to feel like an episode of sixty minutes, right? You know, there's an interesting topic that's going to be on. Cool, you'll you'll listen. And if you're not interested in this one, okay, no big deal. Maybe there's going to be something interesting that's going to come four fucking days later. Yeah, you right. know what I mean. So that's kind of the way. 
we look at it. But yeah, it's definitely not for everybody. You know, then you throw fire for a couple episodes and I show up and I'm just like, really? Really? Come on. <laughs> this is great. What are you talking <laughs> about? Can you break? Could have had somebody boring on first no, or something. Not, there's there's well, no such thing as a boring person that's been on our podcast ever. No, everybody's Everyone's, got something interesting to talk casino about. Guy. Like that alone. <laughs> Mexican restaurant. <laughs> that's interesting shit, man. Yeah. Crazy sex fantasies right? that they decide to tell you about on the table. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised they're... Uh, anyway. <laughs> I, 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 my, my favorite guy, I got one client. I haven't seen her back since uh, since quarantine yet. Uh, she goes, how's my butt? I'm like, uh, okay, so your gluteal muscles are a little hypertonic. Other than that, let's see if we can reduce the tonicity. <laughs> How's my butt? How's right? my butt? Like, you know, what am I supposed to do? Take a quarter of my pocket and bounce it off it? I'm like, seriously, <laughs> come on. What the hell kind of question is that? Gluteal region is a little hypertonic. How's my butt? Left is a little more than the right. Do you guys get this? You just reminded me. I have multiple mostly female, female clients who will come in and once they're on the table, I start working on them. They'll say to me, can you tell that I've lost weight? Like, do, do women ask you that? I get I've, that all the time. I've never had that. No, never. I'll get it all the time if a client if, if a client lost weight? lost weight or whatever. They'll say to me, "Can you tell?" Because it's not something I would ever comment on, right? Like, if a client came in and they've dropped weight, I'm not going to say anything because I don't think it's appropriate so do you, to comment do you on lie people's to them bodies. In those moments, if if you if you don't think they've lost weight, do you like, yeah, you look you look great? You no, look like I don't lie. Lost. You're like, no, I've had, I had one client. He literally lost a whole person. <sighs> he dropped like 150 pounds, and I and I saw him. Back when he was only down like 50 pounds and I didn't see him for the next 100. Yeah. And then he came in. And I'm like, I look at him like, who are you? Buddy, where's the rest? Right? How I'm do like, you do That's it? awesome. Uh, gastric bypass mm. was the one. Yeah. Was the big one. Right. But again, he was, I guess he was really huge at the one time. And then, so then I keep track and then, you know, give him a little pep talk and whatnot. And, you know, you're doing great. Keep going. And yeah. I mean, lots, if it's lots obvious. Of loose skin, right. But then like- I've had other uh, female clients that lost like 60. Or or so ish, and you know I didn't see him for a while. And then they come in. And I'm like, do you lose a pile of weight? Like, because there's less of you. Yeah. yeah. Do I look good? And I'm like, there's less of you, <laughs> which is very good. You look right. You look healthier. healthier. You're looking healthier. Great. Yeah. See, I say nothing, but like I remember having one client, and she had done. I don't. Maybe it was gastric bypass as well. This was years ago. Um, so she lost a significant amount of weight. It would obviously, it would be very apparent. And she came in and I didn't really say much. It was just like, hey, how are you? I haven't seen you in a while. Like we just chatted for a bit. I brought her back to the room. We talked a little because I knew at some point it was going to come up. Like it was very obvious that she looked different, but I waited for her to bring it up. And then she told me about the surgery and whatever. And okay, cool. And then she's well, on she the table. She should be telling you that anyway. And she should be, right. So you're, she did. And then um, she's on the table and she asked me like very sincerely, like, could you you not tell that I lost weight? And so I explained to her, I've just made it a habit not to comment on people's body size. For one, I remember very clearly one time I lost a lot of weight, but it was not intentional and it was not for a good reason. It was not healthy, but I'd lost a lot of weight. And during that time of my life, I had everybody telling me how great I look and blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, that's, that's mind fucking. Like, I don't think I, so I just don't comment on people's Mm. body size, right? It's not, it doesn't happen in, in, especially when it's a client, right? So I was like, no, no, no. It's not that I didn't notice, but you know, I wanted you to tell me about it right. first. And I don't, I don't say anything about people's body. But um, yeah, some of the people that come in here and they ask me, it's not 
super obvious. You know, they, maybe they lost like five, 10 pounds. And I honestly don't notice. Because, five, 10, you're not going to notice. Well, exactly. I don't notice because I'm not really checking you out that hard. I think people think that I'm really like, you know, I'm looking at their waist size. No, I'm not. not you know, it's a body. I'm working on you. I'm not noticing that. So I'll have women say to me like, oh, can you tell I lost weight? And I'll say to them like, oh, that's great. How much weight? And I literally don't answer the question. I'm like, good for you. What did you do? Like, I just Mm -hmm. Tell me about it, but I don't ever say like, yeah, I noticed or no, I didn't. It's just I steer the conversation a different way. Yeah, my the dude that cuts my hair, like I could tell that over the lockdown he had lost like 25, 30-ish pounds. Wow. I'm like, Kevin, like you lost a pile of weight. He goes, yeah. And then, you know, he sort of like, look. And I'm like, is that a good thing though, the way you lost it? He goes, no, man, no. He goes, I was stressed the whole time. Yeah. And then, you know, like mm. he's got a, issues happening and whatnot. I'm like, oh man. I'm like, well, it's a good thing you're down the rate, but man, we've got to handle these issues now. Right? You know, yeah. Get, get stuff figured out. And he's doing a hundred percent better now that he's back to work. Yeah. But still, you know, just like. Do you get your, do you get your hair done in like a men's shop? No. Yeah. No, I got to go to this fancy ass shop and named after the the owner and whatnot and for women it's very expensive to go there see i pictured you i don't know why i pictured you at like a at a, at a like a man shop where no they're, i don't where do they're the, gonna... the, you know vito the barber down the road or these other places that actually offer you alcoholic beverages as you're getting your hair cut too so interesting i don't know why i thought that i pictured <laughs> i pictured like a like a well-groomed bearded Bald head oh, guy. one of those hipster joints. Yeah, thing? yeah, no. yeah. Wearing a wearing a vest and suspenders, all dressed up proper no, I, I, to, to give you, know, you the I wonder, man treatment. I wonder how long those guys are going to be around for. Like, how long is this whole hipster thing going to going to oh, be a thing? I think it might be a thing for. a I while. I think it's a thing. I think it's a I, thing that's it, sticking around. Yeah. Men are. It's been definitely at least what six, seven years already. Way more. Yeah, way more. more. There, one of the men's shops that he's referring to. I bought Mark a gift card for one of those places because he used to always for say he wanted a straight blade shave. shave. Still have so, the gift certificate. I, yeah, in my wallet. he never <laughs> used it. But I bought him this gift certificate probably over a decade ago. Yeah, we weren't living in this neighborhood. That was yeah, a long time it was ago. a long time ago. Um, but I think it is a thing now because I think the mind that has shifted and men do take better care of their appearance. It's not like, oh, I'm a manly man and I'm, you know, I don't care. Right. Men do care more. So, I mean, yeah, we, it maybe won't be labeled as, quote, hipster. Well, but especially I think when, like, it's a like thing. uber manly things like big beards and stuff are cool now, right? Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Big and then the straight razor shave, those, those, I keep wanting to get one. And I know in town where I could get a couple of places now that, that actually do them. Yeah. But there's so many health regulations to that now. So unless you've been in the business for like 50 years, you have to use like a a straight razor, but it's a safety straight razor, mm. right? And then you can do it. But the, the old school with the folding and the stropping and whatnot, yeah, you're not going to. Yeah. That seems cool, but uh, I'd oh. be scared at the same time. I'd be like, eyes closed the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> They're good. I use a safety razor at home, right? I mean, like the, the, the one that like your grandfather would have had with the right, blade right. on the inside and you got twisted and the top opens up. Yeah, yeah. I use that. Took a little practice at the start, but yeah, I like that a ton better. Yeah. I don't care about shaving all that much, too. <laughs> <That's just me. laughs> I, I, it's more of a pain in the ass than anything else. Fucking personal grooming. I don't know. It's one of those things you got to do, or at least I got to do anyway. Yeah, you're a hair beast compared right? to me. Plus, oh. now you got to keep that mohawk look unless you get rid of that, too. Oh, right? Jesus. It's such a fucking pain. <laughs> I have to decide soon because my head is going to hit the sun and it's going to start tanning up. Right? And then it's going to have this weird fucking white streak down the middle if I don't if I don't get rid of it soon or I just decide I'm going to keep it till fucking winter. I don't know. I don't know what to do at this point. And my daughter doesn't give a fuck. So, 
I thought she would. I thought she'd be like, oh, that's cool. And crazy hair day. That's lots of fun. She's like, nah, I, don't, I don't give <laughs> a shit. She cared that. for three minutes. If even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you gel it up like yeah, gold I can, I can, school? Oh, yeah. You get a couple of centimeters. Last night, he took the whole thing and like twisted it and there was already wax in it and it just stuck right up. It's perfect. Then I'll look like a former Queen Street kid. Yeah. I don't think Queen Street has many of those kids anymore. I think they've cleaned up a lot of parts of Queen Street. I used to have a dishwasher that once he got old enough, he became one of my cooks at the at the restaurant and he would come in. He had easily a foot high. Oh, yeah. And you wouldn't think like this guy's got got a mohawk happening. Like <laughs> what's up with this, right? And then he'd come to work and he'd like wet it right back down, put on his hairnet and yeah, had yeah, the whole yeah. nine yards. And I was like, okay, cool. But then once he got done work, back upstairs he went, back up to the full mohawk, threw a little color in and whatnot. <laughs> however that worked and he was off to go downtown to the local mosh pit or whatever yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> local mosh pit <laughs> yeah. see and that's back when uh, it was the only people wearing skinny jeans were punk rockers now everyone wears fucking skinny pants everyone wears all the, all these dudes are wearing w- women's pants <laughs> right it's like buy some pants that fit and that shirt should be two sizes larger what are you doing Get some clothes I'm, that I'm fit. not getting involved in this conversation we should have wrapped up what I tried to <laughs> okay, 10 sorry, minutes ago sorry, guys I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're, you're already pissing off a lot of people with all the swearing and the you know boring not, guests and the, at all this and the long I don't, content. I don't even <laughs> maybe I don't even a couple f bombs and that. I don't even know? think we swear like crazy on this. No. I think I don't know, man. Maybe Sometimes just, you get a little fired up. Oh yeah, not too often. Yeah, not lately anyway. Hmm. It happens. Yeah, well, you know, it's been good, man. Thanks for yeah, coming. It's by. been a slice, man. It's been a whole pie. Right it's on. It's been awesome. Right Anything else you guys want to wrap? Or you're good. Pretty much got it all covered off now. All right, sounds good. I want to be a repeat guest though, not necessarily in a big rush, but yeah, for sure, eventually. We I'd like to. We, we we have our we have our regulars. We'll add you oh, to the for regulars. sure, man. Definitely. You know, if Letterman can have Larry Bud Melman, then right. <laughs> Why not? It's a blast. I Get- still don't know who that is. Oh, okay, well, crazy kids. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to go look up some old Letterman episodes. Right. You know, thanks for coming by, though. This has been good. Oh man, thanks for having me. This has been like it's a dream because I remember when I first started listening to the podcast. I'm like, I gotta get myself on this podcast. I got to be more interesting though, because I'm really boring right now. Oh, you're not. You're far from boring. Well, well this is three and a half years later, and then now all of a sudden I got all these life stories that I like to tell too, right? So I right know. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.